So you should you should totally play the game though, man. I, the the, if the, I play the game, series is a good series. If I play the game, I can't play this game. And if I play this game, that's good because I can do a podcast on it. But I can't do a podcast on The Witcher. I mean, you could. No I one's stopping you. There's there's no laws. There is. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. It's an official law. It's it's. One, I think it's bungee one, law. One, one podcast per household law. Yes. Especially when that podcast is churning out nine hours worth of crap every week. Well, actually, actually, speaking of that, now that's probably a good time to mention at the top of the show. If you have uh, acquired the show and were either horrified or delighted, depending on your desire for show length, at the anywhere between five and twelve hour l- runtime of the show, uh, Podbean, our host, has been having some problems with the chapters. Yes, we've started including Night Demon has started adding chapters. So when you open in a uh, pod player that can read chapters, you can now jump around, you know, as opposed to, oh, here's just a timestamp. You have to fast forward or rewind. You can just go to that chapter and be like, I don't want to listen to parody. Give his give his reporter what's broken. I don't care. I want to listen to respawn and yell about weapon balances. I can go right <laughs> there and just think of that part. Boom. Apparently that was breaking Podbean's little brain. So. You may have seen a 12-hour runtime. The show may have skipped around a bit, or I think last week it was. It would show five hours on the website, four hours when you download it, and then like three hours when you hit play. So hopefully that is either... I think Night Demon for now has pulled the chapters out. Yes. Until Podbean says, yes, we've actually fixed this bug. So, so we will put the chapters back in once Podbean tells us, hey, um, we fixed that, so you won't see a 12-hour runtime, get horrified, and run in the other direction. So if you've been listening to this on YouTube, you're probably fine and notice nothing at all going on. But if yeah. you'd be getting it from, it, it seems to be different. Like I think uh, Andy, our Australian buddy, sh- showed us a 12-hour runtime on Spotify. <laughs> I've been using Pocket Cast and it's been perfectly fine for me. Some people on Overcast said, yeah, hey, it was also fine there. So I think sort of depending on your player and how it interpreted the channel, the chapter code or whatever, it was either fine and you're going, I don't know what you're talking about, in which case, Sally Forth, carry on. You don't need to worry about this. But if you're going, why have things been weird the last couple of weeks? That's why they've been weird the last couple of weeks. See, I was trialing it on Podbean last week to see if the chapters were the thing that were having the effect on it. And it was only when you messaged me, Parody, that say, oh, it's there's issues. So I went onto Podbean. I was listening to it and fast forwarded it to the end. And it only gave me two hours, 54. And I was thinking, I'm sure I've edited a three hour and 30 minute podcast. <laughs> You were still talking at the end of it. It was on zero, zero, zero. I was thinking, yeah, there's something wrong with this one. So I went back, took out all the chapters, emailed Podbean. Podbean have got back to us and said, yes, they've identified the issue. They've rectified it. Uh, Going forward, it should be fine. I'm really skeptical about even putting them in this week because (laughs) if I do and you end up with another 12-hour podcast and they probably go, oh, yeah, we've identified another issue. I'm like, oh, no. So maybe I'll leave it because it was a thing that popped up uh, that they were doing like about must have been about a month ago to say, yes, we, we, we're now including chapters. You can add the timestamps and the description of what is in the chapter. So I thought, oh, this is brilliant. You know, Podbean, they've never failed us. Copy paste all the different things because I, I put it in the show notes so that if you want to, you can skip ahead anyway. But I thought it'd be easier if somebody can just click a button. But Podbean said no. For reasons, I guess. Computers are hard, and you know, sometimes things break. Yeah, and I think on that note, we'll roll the um, titles. As we shall. 
Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy, Hiroti, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! And we're back. We're back. And we're here. All we're three here. of us here this week. On, on, on the normal day at more or less the normal time. More or less. I know. Because even Sleepy Bobo's over there. He's awake. Oh. He's playing. Oh, Sleepy Bobo. That happened one time. Uh, no, it's happened Maybe twice. It's ha- happened <laughs> multiple times that we know about. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure your community has clipped it at least two or three times. So beyond no, that, I can't Nobody's that. clipped it. No, no, no one would do that to you. No. No one. No. Absolutely no one. And in this case, I'm, I'm not the one. So I'm, I'm just assuming somebody has. T-Rex um, King, I assume, just has like you know a greatest hits collection. He's just compiling to do the you know to write his tell-all book or make his documentary one day. Yeah. So as you've heard, I am Night Demon over there. Hi, Demon. Sleepy Bobo is no one responding in your life. That day better not stick. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've got Patchy Helicopter Kitten, so you could be Sleepy Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's parody. And we're here every week. To talk about destiny, to you, relentlessly, whether you we want to or not, yeah, forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever and ever. Because let's face yeah. it, it's going to go on forever. And I have a little bit of an update on mm-hmm. our show that we did last week because we crashed the Blueberry Lounge podcast. Who had the guests of the Guardian Downcast? They they were the main guests. We didn't know. We just kind of crashed them. So we were talking about PvP and the future of it. And I said, I've got faith that Bungie, somewhere along the lines, you know, I thought that they were going to say something about like PvP and an update to like Gambit and anything else going forward for Destiny 2 at this big showcase reveal on August 22nd this year. Because I think that's the whole reason why they've gone quiet is, you know, they're, they're doing stuff, they are working on stuff. And everyone's like, no, 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 this is, you know, but PvP is dead. This is where we, we, you know, this is our lot in life. You know, this is what we've been left with because marathon, blah. And it turns out there was a round table in the last couple of weeks with Bungie and some, like, I think it's some outlets because IGN was there and Travis from IGN, who's on the last word podcast, which link in the show notes basically said that he went to IG and said, you know, I've been to this round table, found out some information about Destiny 2. Do we do an article on it? And they're like, no, not really, because it's not one of the things that's kind of searched for on IGN anymore. It's like one of those things that's... Honestly, I didn't even think IGN was a thing anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think... back in the day, it was the go-to for all your tips, tricks, guides, and walkthroughs for all the games. But, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard the name IGN in a minute. No, IGN is still out there. You know, they're, they're still wow. quite big. So Travis went to this round table with Bungie and they, you know, talked. And he said they had to kind of forward like all their questions to Bungie before they got there. And they did this round table with a couple of other outlets and questions were fired back to him. He said what was really um, strange was that one of his questions was about PvP, you know, going forward 
and like the the state of Gambit. And he said they left his question to the very end and they didn't necessarily answer it. They just said, uh, we can't talk about that right now. Um, but basically, you know, wait for August 22nd. And I think <laughs> it, it kind of, you know, when Bungie say that there's something coming. So it I'm, doesn't I'm necessarily hoping... mean it's something good, but yeah, there's something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, why would they leave his question to the end? That was his question on the show. He's like, why would they leave that question to the end and oh, so answer it reasons. ambiguously? No, they, they didn't even have to answer it. They could have just because left it. Bungie loves the hype train. They're just boarding us onto the hype train, packing us on like sardines for the hype train in August to either wow us, woo us, and thrill us, or to have us go... So why 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 a month and a half ago did you say wait for this thing as if there was going to be a thing and now there's no thing? Well, it's, it's like but we don't know and, until you know another month and a half from now. So they've got six more weeks of people, you know, screaming about the game in some way or another. For I don't turn around and say can... it's safe. They've done it again. Or what the heck, Bungie? I don't think they thought that that was what was going to happen. I, like I said, I don't think they estimated that as the cross would go off on a rant about microtransactions then we'd have the true vanguard and the uh, glad drama last week touch wood i don't think there's been much drama this week which is good maybe it's all kind of settled down but they're, oh, they're... just just wait till next week everyone's taking a week off to you know let, let, yeah. let the community oh, still a week you know they have taken it <laughs> off you'll all come back screaming and shouting i understand everyone's off barbecuing barbecuing and getting drunk Next week, the screaming begins. I know. <laughs> I did find one of the articles from Dextro. I'd never heard of Dextro before. They apparently also sat down with Bungie at this roundtable interview, and they spoke to like Destiny Two story designers, and they spoke about the the seasonal structure to fill out Lightful Story. And they spoke to the senior narrative designer Robert Brooks, and he explained that this year's seasons are much more intentionally linked than in previous. He said the interconnection between annual releases and seasonals is a kind of chain link. And this year is a little different. Normally, we ramp up to an expansion, and then we start new stuff with the seasons that come out afterwards. So he went on to explain the structure of Destiny 2 seasons more intently. Um, he described the first two seasons of the year as being like, post-lightfall. And now the two upcoming seasons are about pre the final shape. So that's interesting. And I will link that also in the show notes if you want to have a quick read of that. I do believe there were a couple of other outlets that were also there. But nobody, I haven't seen, apart from when Travis said on the last word podcast, I haven't seen anybody else pick up on that thing. Uh, you know, the, his his question, say, you know, there's been this whole drama in the, the Bungie community. And seeing as PvP and Gambit are one of the things that are talked about mostly with Destiny 2 right now anyway, in this kind of lull period of, or the period that PvP and Gambit are being neglected. I'm really confused that, that nobody else has picked up on that and said, hey, hang on a minute. This is quite interesting that they've they've left that question to the end. You know, he's probably someone who's most most tuned into the ins and outs of what's going on with the community too. I'm sure, you know, I mean, if, if you're covering covering Destiny as well as other things, you may be like, yeah, that's you know, you're you're hearing what they're saying or what they're not saying, but you don't know all the the backstory and the ins and outs and hey, here's here's where we've been as a community for the last couple of weeks. So this is, you know, an interesting omission or an interesting tease depending. Yeah. I think it's definitely an interesting tease. I think, you know, we, there's going to be some really interesting stuff to come. And I can't wait for the, the reveal on the 22nd. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just waiting for everyone. Everyone's got their videos queued up of, oh, they've done it again. They've saved us. It's going to be great. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, even, even if the final shape isn't, Bungie absolutely knows how to build hype. Like, if if there's one thing other than building video games they excel at, it is building the hype and teasing us and getting us worked up into a frothing fury to throw money at our screens to buy their new thing. No, yeah, half new of that, thing doesn't half always that hit. is right. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, I mean, the hype train, but their game has been off for well, right. Well, you know, I mean, you know, does the new thing hit? Four That's years? debatable, depending what you want to <laughs> what you want to do. But like, to to I mean. I mean, watching again, that's why that's half the reason I want Bungie to give me TV shows and movies like you can clearly tell a story. You can clearly put things together. You can clearly make a beautiful sequence of events. I want to see that where I then don't have to, you know, play the game on top of that. Tell me the story, how you Mm -hmm. want to tell it to me without, you know, extra layers of it. And you can definitely and you can definitely make a character if you want to, you know. Yeah. The so. thing is, I think, like, like you were saying, Respawn, is that it, it's been very different for veteran players playing Destiny because we've seen the, these lulls and we've seen the highs in Destiny over the years. I mean, it's nine years we've been playing this game. But for players that kind of dip in and out or players that kind of are new to the game, it is an, it's, it's a garden full of flowers to kind of, you know, take advantage of there's so many things to do in destiny and um it was quite interesting because one of the uh, this week in destiny videos that i put out somebody was like this is a dead game and you can see the amount of stuff that is still available in the game for people to do and go and do you know so it's, it's interesting to see like new players coming in and going wow look at all this stuff that you can do and you know they've got no idea of what the the pvp side of it is like or the, the what gambit used to be like it's like this is a new game to them and everything is amazing and i like that it's just it's nice yeah i mean say what you will about you know obviously yeah we've been here we know what's what content has been vaulted removed whatever there's still a lot to do whether you okay. know you know same, same issues remain of what do i do why do i do how do i do but there is a lot to do, like fishing. Are you guys are you guys participating in the fishing rallies? Are you collecting all the fish? I got all my exotics. I'm done. Are you excited to buy your new exotic fish pins from the bungee store and your new fishing hat <laughs> and put your fish pins on your fishing hat to sit while you play the game? No? Okay. No. Barry, are you? <laughs> you know he is. You know he is. There, there, there may be a tab open with the exotic fish pins on my computer. And I'm going debating. Am I, am I completely insane or just mostly insane at this point? Mostly insane, I'd say. I was going to say, seeing as we're talking about fishing now, it, and it, we have kind of dubbed ourselves as the Destiny 2 fishing podcast. It, it's well, who, who, no, no. I, I, I didn't agree to that. Well, you weren't here last week, and you that's didn't why have your to. It doesn't count. I was not here for one time out of 233 episodes, all right? And we've been waiting very patiently. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Fishing, eh? Who knew that fishing would lead to an exotic quest? Well. Probably everybody. Yeah, you would. (laughs) If you kind of followed everything. Honestly, I thought we were going to be fishing for the gun itself, not, not like fish fish. 
I thought, you know, part of the exotic quest is you sitting there fishing and, oh, God, I've got a big one, clunk. Oh, look, it's a Thunderlord, you know. <laughs> it's a yeah, I, man. I, I've got a barrel. Okay, let me go to Nessus. Hey, I found a... <laughs> yeah, something like that, like weapon parts, Here, you know? Here's a magazine. <laughs> yeah, weapon parts that you kind of just gave to Banshee in the town and went, yeah, I found all these bits while I was fishing. See what you can do with it. He cobbles it all together and goes... There you go. Do with it as you wish. So yeah, but you no, know, that that's not how you do it. It's go and collect some exotic fish, and then take them into deep dive, dunk them into some thrall statues, and go off on an exotic quest as Bungie do. But even that, you don't need to do the fishing part of it, which I'm not hundred percent sure is fair. Yeah, I've heard you can skip. Like Parody was talking, if as long as somebody has the three pieces you can just join them and their three pieces will count for your mission. Yeah. I, I yeah. see from a standpoint of, I don't mind like if somebody like Arf, who hasn't been able to play as much in the last couple of seasons jumps on and goes, uh, what do I need to do for the exotic quest? And you go, don't worry, mate, I've got you. I've got the fish. We let's just go and we'll go and get you the gun. And so like, saying you have to use six hours of fishing in hopes of getting the three things you need to start the quest. Yeah. So it's a better experience. <laughs> See, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like, ah. And so someone out there can post, hey, I'm doing fish carries. I have all three fish. Come join me and we'll do the deep dive together. <laughs> no, so I jumped on this week and I was thinking, right, I'm going to jump on at least 20 minutes before I you know, do anything in game. And I'm going to go and fish and I'm going to go and get my exotic fish so that I can then just go off on the mission and and stream the mission and, and and see how that goes 45 minutes later i catch the fish i think it was even longer than that because i kind of started the stream and i was like i'm still fishing so this is officially the destiny fishing channel now we will be streaming <laughs> fishing for life but it, it was it was bizarre because the first week that the exotic quest kind of started and they were saying oh you know the exotic fish isn't dropping so we've kind of we've kind of patched that it's, it should now be dropping. And when I went off to fish it, I got like four exotic fish, and that was three of the <laughs> exotic fish that was for that week, and another one that you know was just another random exotic fish within I'd say an hour. And then last week when it was on Nessus, it took I'd say about twenty minutes. This week. 45 minutes plus. And I'm like, this is meant to be a double drop week in fishing. I'm not getting <laughs> double drops of anything this week. Now, I don't know whether that was just my luck of, you know, perfect catches or not, but it was, it was bizarre. I mean, how was your luck this week? My luck this week was superb because I think I was telling Respawn before we hit record. I rolled up to, I rolled up to the fishing pond and like the second or third cast, I got the exotic fish. Now, oh. granted, there, there there was a group there. Yeah, you know, like there were three or four people there. You know, you know, like the bar wasn't full or anything. You know, they were they were just starting to fill it up. So it wasn't like I rolled up on a totally primed pond. But yeah, I think it's it's random. I rolled up and it was like third or fourth fish. Just got the exotic, finished what I did, and then I stayed there fishing for a bit longer just to finish the first tier of Hawthorne's mission for the week because. I've, I'm not dedicated enough to catch to get 500 points on all of them, but I was like, I at least want to do it one time. So I finished up the the quest from her once doing the, doing all the tiers of it. 
Then I took it to the to the aquarium to add them, and then uh, ran the exotic mission a whole bunch of times, and still have not gotten the exotic mission because while the blueberries were good and our our efforts the other day were were mighty, we weren't quite together enough to make it happen. <laughs> our efforts were mighty. I think that's the other thing, isn't it? The, 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 there's swift. been a lot of debate about the exotic mission itself, and I know that Noble in our chat was saying, "Oh, it's easy. What are you talking about?" It's like Noble, mate. It, at the end of the day, there are people that see this as their Everest, and there are other people that see this as a walk in the park. So, depending on your skill level or your kind of communication, or whether just you luck your into the fact- ownership. Yeah, divinity ownership is a big thing about it sometimes. But it's, you know, it, it can be difficult for some people. And I actually enjoyed doing the mission. And I've enjoyed the fact that it's kind of, it's a long thing to get to. You know, you have to do half of the deep dive and then you go off on this secret mission off to the side. And you, we, we've got timers now back. 10 minute timer from once you enter the kind of pyramid area. And it's like, I enjoyed that with the exotic missions that we've had before, the uh, Outbreak Perfected, and you had the maze with Trevor. I know that triggers respawn, but, you know, hey-ho. Trigger? No, 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 no. See, that's the thing. <laughs> I loved Trevor. Like, you, he's you the only in the game that actually gave me a jump scare, you know? Like, mm. like Trevor instilled a legitimate sense of fear in you, and I really appreciated that. You know, that's hard to do. You know, I played all kinds of thriller games, horror games, ghost games, and Trevor is the only thing to actually instill a sense of fear and dread within me. Mm. I mean, yeah. I I don't like the missions where they go, here you are, I'm going to hold your hand, we're going to get you to the end, and here's an exotic. And it's like, that was just like boring, to be honest. I mean, you know, when you go, I think the, <laughs> I can't even remember the, the name of the um, the exotic heavies, the, the, what was the, what's the one that's the frozen heavy, um, Salvador Salvo? That's I think that's the one, isn't it? And you know, Mara Sav kind of takes you through this uh, quest steps, and you just go to this room and you use it on the boss, and you get it at the end. It's like, huh? I really do appreciate the fact that Bungie put time and effort into it, and it, they give you a timer. You know, the Outbreak Perfected mission, the Whisper of the Worm mission, they were. In some respects, for some people, really easy to do. And then for other people, it, it was a challenge to get that done every week. I think for three weeks, there was like the three different burns on the Whisper of the Worm one, weren't there? That yeah. If you did it on the three different burns specific week, you got the ship to drop. And mm -hmm. uh, there was also the hidden nodes in there to go and get the catalyst, I believe, as well. And you had to do it on hard uh, to get the catalyst as well. So the, I really do enjoy... A challenge in destiny and i felt for the first time in a long time that this was something i needed to log on and get done it was one of those things i need and i need to go and get this weapon even though the reviews of it have been Meh, it's it's okay it's, it's a good weapon i need to go and get this it gave me kind of the drive to jump on as quick as i can and and get as much done as quick you know and just focus on getting that mission done to get the weapon I think I may have cheesed every single timer-based Destiny <laughs> mission at this point. I'm not positive about that. I, I I deeply dislike timed missions. Like I I always have, and this is no exception. Oh, and I I, I, oh, I yeah. I really don't like I the timers. I, I I hate I hate the timer on the screen because I panic because I'm like I, I'm not going to get it done. 
but it also gives me that sense of this is going to be a challenge. It's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be, oh, Marasar's going to hold me by the hand and we're just going to walk into the room and we're just going to pick up the exotic. No, we're going to have to actually fight for this. The team is actually going to have to help me do this as a team and work together. And that's what's really cool sometimes in Destiny. Have you, have you found a team that have helped you get it done yet? I have. <laughs> yes. Ooh. When I messaged you yesterday, <laughs> you were sitting watching Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Even though it said, oh, parody's online. I was like, oh, I, I'm online. Let, let's go and get this done. I joined an LFG group. We did it without mics, and it went flawlessly, I guess. Well, I say it went flawlessly. <laughs> so I what knew you're saying what, is your sexy British voice wasn't a distraction and you were able to do something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I jumped. The, the thing is, I think beforehand we we tried it a couple of times with just us uh, on Titans and doing kind of ah uh, Titan Smash. Kind of, we'd watch the guides and the videos saying, you know, use Thunder Crash, use this, use that. And I was like, I'm going to set myself up on my warlock, and I'm you know I am going to listen to you as across. I'm you know you you say use this and use that, and. Having got the divinity, I was thinking, you know, I'm I'm in a pole position to say on the LFG groups, I've got divinity, and you know, let's go. But it, it wasn't necessarily needed. But what I found was that if I went on my warlock and I put a well lock down, you know, because that gives you a bit of extra damage, I used the new warlock helmet, the cenotaph mask, which steadily reloads a portion of your equipped trace rifle ma- magazines Ooh, from reserve. Nice, nice. So. Damn, Even if I had divinity, I could I could use that. But I was looking through, thinking, well, if I'm the person using divinity, you know, that's that's a must in the well. But if I'm not going to be the person using, using divinity, what other trace rifle could I use that would be amazing to, to the strand, of... the strand, the no, strand? No, not the strand. Yes, the strand. No, I. What do you mean, no? The strand is amazing. A, you give all your people armor. B, you debuff the boss by what is it called? Entangling him or no? What's it called? Um, whatever. You give him the debuff where he takes extra damage, right? Why? 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 Why no? Why because no? why because, no? because of the what, double and triple stacking of of debuffs. You know that Bungie have this rule of you know you can't stack this with this. Yeah, but so- you can still armor up your teammates with it. What's the point of using that if you could use something else that gives you extra damage as well as because you've got your well to give you extra damage. You've got somebody using divinity to give you the boss, the debuff to give the crit spot. Why not use a trace rifle called cold heart? Because cold heart has. I guess that would have to damage. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a perk is the weapon shoots a steady cold fusion powered arc laser dealing more damage the longer it remains on the target. So and it recently got a buff anyway. So there's somebody that. using divinity, you're constantly doing crit damage <laughs> with the cenotaph on, and it's steadily reloading from your reserves. It was like the <laughs> I think we we got to the boss and we had like I think it was about eight minutes to actually do you know the tormentor which was quite nice and ran around like headless chickens getting the minotaurs got them came back to the center of the map i popped the well and we did so much damage we took him down to more than half and i was like this is this is going to be amazing this the second run through we you know we're just going to go find the, the minotaurs come back and we'll do it again 
that's when it all went completely wrong because we all went off and, <laughs> and, and got our minotaurs. I came back to the middle. I, I popped my well. I was like, where is everybody? I'm, I'm here shooting the boss. And, and then he, he got upset with me and was smashing me all over the place. And then for some reason, our damage phase ended really quickly. I was like, what, what is happening at this point? We've done like a minimal amount of damage. Where were the other two? I couldn't really kind of work it out. But then we kind of got our stuff together. And because I think the third time that those Minotaurs seemed to be spawning in the center of the map. So we were all there at the time, defeated yes. all the Minotaurs. And then we kind of just took down the boss after that. It was, but it, I was panicking at that point. I was thinking, oh, we're going to get a third phase in. Is this going to get done? Yeah, that's so, one thing I, I saw. I, I, can remember, I watched a couple of videos yesterday morning going, okay, like I, I know how to get the quest, how to get to the quest. But up until then, I hadn't really seen anybody tell me like, what, you know, what are you using in the boss room? Or are there things that we're to be aware of? And that's when I learned, yeah, like when you get the boss down to it, it's some people said 50%, some people said 40% damage. Then the Minotaurs all spawn in that middle room. So you don't have to go hunting for them. They hunt you instead. So that, you know, they were saying, you know, basically once you get to that point, it's a little bit quicker to get another damage phase because you're not having to go through the maze and hunt them down. They're right there in the room with you. So that's probably part of the, oh, they're here now. Now you have to take them all down in the room and then do your DPS phase again. But yeah, but definitely if you're not if you're not looking for that, you're all running off in different directions, going, "Where is everybody? Why yeah. why are you why are you not here where you were last time?" Because at one point I was thinking because there were shield like arc shielded um, I can't remember the the cabal ones that are taking cabals. I was thinking they're yellow bars. Do we need to take down all the yellow bar ones before they'll spawn in the minotaurs? And that's not the case. It's just they're there just to annoy the hell out of you as well as everything else in those rooms. And it's like, so yeah, that that's what confused me to kind of start off with. Is like, are we doing it wrong? <laughs> is there something that we're doing wrong? I mean, initially when you and I w went through it and we were going, because you have to shoot these um, crystal nodes to open like the, the barriers. So you get to the first room, you shoot the crystal, it, it opens the barrier. Then it took us a while to figure out that there's another crystal hidden underneath the stairs. So we had to shoot that one. And then we we got up into the the like the uh, taken boss room, and there were two shielded areas that we were just like we'd killed all the little enemies, and the, the big taken boss is standing in the middle, looking at us, going, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And we were like, "Well, th there's two doors either side. How are these opening?" And we it, don't it, know what we're doing. It turns out <laughs> it's a parody to go and find another button to kind of shoot to kind of open the the two sides. But yeah, it's like ah, I get it now. So, so you mean you can't just shoot through the door and break it this time? No. Yeah, no, no, no. There, there's another one of those, you know, little, you know, shoot the thing to unlock the door, just like in the in the campaign mechanic. And that's the problem when you're running through with blueberries, they just race through the thing and you're going, I don't know. I don't know why the enemies are now available and now they're now available. So when you're, <laughs> when you're with the team, you have to go actually learn the encounter and learn where things are. It's like, oh, there's a thing over here to shoot, which, yeah, like wasn't hard to find once we knew that we had to look for it. No, <laughs> but may have wasted like a minute <laughs> going. Why aren't the doors opening? Is it broken? <laughs> Everybody kind of rushed to put out a guide at the beginning of the week for it and go, right, this is what you need to do. This is probably, you know, this is our loadout. This is what we did kind of to get through. Nobody's actually, I've, I've had a look and I can't find a kind of a detailed guide of saying, right, you need to do this. You need to do that. I've seen bits and pieces of information all over the place. So I saw a couple of TikToks mm -hmm. basically say, when you get to that first room, where you have to shoot the little crystals to open the, the barriers. Leave one person in that room to take care of the enemies in that room. 
somebody shoot the crystal, somebody shoot the crystal underneath the stairs, and two of you go up into the other room to deal with the boss and the other enemies up there. And once the guy in the first room is finished, he can come up, or they can come up and, and sort that out with you. And that goes quite fast. And then when it gets to, oh, when you get into that room where the crystal is hiding behind that pillar, nobody's actually kind of, uh, in Astrocross's video, he's like, oh, you have to shoot these nodes. There's one here and uh, you just saw behind me. And then there's another one under the stairs. Now, in your, when you're in the throes of battle, you're not going, oh, hang on a minute. There's one behind him. Where was that on my screen? But it literally mm -hmm. is as you walk into the room. So it's kind of shows you like this crystal thing on a plinth and you shoot it and it opens one of the barriers. And then the other one's hidden underneath the stairs. But then when he's bouncing around the boss room, he doesn't actually kind of pause the video and go, hey, look, Arrow, this is where the other thing is hiding. He's, he's kind of bouncing around the room and you see him run past it. So if you don't know the room layout, you don't know where it is. But I believe if you go to the right of the room as you come up the steps and run to the barrier and have the enemies behind you, if you turn to face the boss, it's there just hidden behind one of the pi pillars right where the boss is in the center of the room. Isn't that right, Parody? In the in the boss room or in the room where you have to drop the shields on both sides? Yeah, where you drop the shields on both sides, that kind of boss room. That, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. When you walk into the room, there's there's the four pillars in. There's the four pillars like in the middle of the room there. Basically, as you enter the room, it's the closest pillar on your right. Walk yeah. around to that pillar, you know, walk around just behind it, and you'll see it, you know, up in the, up in the air. And just one of those, you know, shoot the things, and then, yeah, then the second one, when you go to leave that room little stair ramp where like the three thrall spawn when you do shoot it just under that ramp. So yeah. again, they're not, you know, they're not super hidden, but if you don't want to look for them, you're sitting around going, why is this encounter not encountering? Yeah. And then the other thing is I watched the, my name is by video on the kind of law of that whole mission and the, the weapon. And he was the one that pointed out that once you've kind of got the weapon at the end, there are more of those nodes that you can shoot that will give you extra law. So I've also got a guide from 360 Gaming TV that take you through the maze to show you where those are. It's a bit like the um, is it, is it the Presage mission that's on the throne world. So once you kind of defeat those three bosses in the Presage mission, it kind of gave you like a timer of like 1,500 odd minutes to kind of wander around that whole area. And you can pick up lore in that. So you can also do that in this new exotic mission. I think there's seven nodes that you can go kind of go and shoot but 360 gaming tv has got you the guide because i don't think astacross covered it at all so i've got those two in our show notes well astacross is doing a lot of diablo 4 playing okay you gotta <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah that's i'm glad you found one because yeah because i saw there was like something in in that room where yeah again i haven't gotten the exotic and i haven't like you know explored that boss room because again we're in the middle of the throws of battle on a timer yeah, I was like, I saw there was clearly something there, but yeah, I hadn't really seen anybody. Like, people sort of put things out, but sort of like glossing over, like, oh yeah, there, there's a battle and there's an exotic and you can get it and it's fine. But yeah, like, I haven't, I haven't seen like the definitive, like, hey, go watch this video. It will tell you front to back everything you need to know. Like you said, it's, it's sort of been like, watch, watch like three or four different people's, hey, here's what you need to know. And then eventually you can maybe get the whole picture put together. Yeah. And I don't think the nose show up until you kind of finish the mission. So you kind, of, you kind of go and collect the weapon, you get some dialogue from Zivarath, and then you kind of can shoot the notes. And the annoying thing is, normally when you can, when you pull out your ghost, your ghost will kind of do that little twinkle and go, hey, look, up there or over there, or, you know, I'll show you something on your screen, like a little diamond to say, oh, it's it's over there, shoot that thing. 
You can't say, do if that. If my ghost ever twinkles, I'm a shooter myself. It does <laughs> a twinkle noise. Shut up. But in this mission, every time you push the button to get, take out your ghost at the end, it just takes you to the give the commendation screen. I was like, no. <laughs> I want to go and find the things. Luckily, another guy was running around, and I just followed him. He knew where they were, <laughs> except for the last one. I, I kind of was under the stairs, shot the one that he kind of, he, I, I kind of caught a glimpse of him kind of bouncing up because it's off underneath the map uh, as you kind of go down the stairs because um, it's kind of these stairs that go up and down and around. So I, sh- I was trying to bounce up and down and shoot that. So I end up jumping up on the wall, shot the last, the one that I thought was the last one. He then is up the top of the stairs and I can hear him shooting at something else. I was like, oh my God, I've lost it. And I end up running around for ages and it didn't kind of pop up <laughs> on my screen until I was jumping in the air. And I was like, ah, oh, there it is. But I'd, I'd run back to the boss room. I'd run back to the start of the maze. I'd, I was all over the place. And it was lucky the guy that was the team leader still was in the, the mission doing something. He wasn't actually collecting the, the nodes, but he was he was fiddling. So it, was, it gave me a good opportunity to run around and collect them all. At least your door opens up, man. I've, I've deposited myself, not like me and one other guy. I've deposited myself all three pieces and all three little statue things. And when I go into that room where that door on the right is supposed to open up, my door just doesn't open. Do all three statues glow when you deposit? Because I've had the problem where only two of they the three on statues fire, will that's glow. What you mean. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where, where you have little, little flaming glowy bits. Because yeah, because I've I've done a couple times where just we got two of them to activate, and I was again just running with blueberries at the time. There were three of us. So we activated all three of them, but the third one just would not activate. I think you're talking about because as you're going through the mission, there are the three statues that you put the broken blades into to start off with. So as you drop down into the deep dive, uh, there's one in the second drop down area that's kind of hidden off to the right. Uh, you can put one in the one statue there. Then as you uh, fall down and you're in that first mission area, you kind of defeat all the enemies and then up over on the left hand side, a, a door opens and there's another statue in there before you then travel down to the the spinning fan that you, that you mm-hmm. have to turn off. Yep. So you've done that. You then go yep. down to the third statue, which is off to the left. Yep. Once you've done that, you then have to complete the deep dive area that is down there, whatever the, the mission objective is, until you get the lines from, what's her name? Um, The Titan Trick? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the woman we've been talking Sloan. to. Sloan, that's it. So once you, get the dialogue from Sloan, right. once you get the dialogue from Sloan, it will give you a diamond to go forward and a diamond over where the the, the door is uh, on the right. So you have to complete the encounter. All right. The encounter. I thought you had to start the encounter because no, normally no, that's where my blueberries disappear. It's right when the encounter starts. They they dip out and it's just me and I'm like, okay, I'm missing something. Yeah. 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 You start that encounter, complete it, pick up the Aragor, and then you can go to the, or at least we've always picked up the Aragor. And then you can go to that door on the right, or then yeah, you, you basically you sort of reactivate or you know set on fire those three statues you've hit earlier in the mission. That's where I've gotten stuck because uh, because because you, you can jump to the portal into the water, but then there's a wall blocking it, so you cannot progress into that boss room if you don't light those three statues on fire again. And sometimes uh, it just doesn't. And I know we've you know I know we've activated them all three because you see the you know the text on the screen. About the something about the blade, I can't remember what it says, but yeah, you've got yeah, you've got to do something about enraging it, haven't you? Go, mm-hmm. 
violence and stuff. But I think that when you go violence that, and stuff, yeah, <laughs> when you go into that room and it's the three statues and you dunk on one of the statues and they then glow green, I think that is one per fire team member because I've tried to dunk on all three and they don't seem to work. So whichever one I pick, as long as somebody else does the other, you know, in the fire team does the other two, it seems to work fine. I've never had any issues of being blocked. Yeah, yeah, I've only had it the one time being blocked. One time, you know, we're, you know, again, when you're when you're running with blueberries, and I've seen people this week moaning online, going, "I'm just trying to do deep dives, just regular deep dives, and I can't do one because everyone's running the exotic." Which, you know, fair, but yeah, because I've had that problem too. Of I'm with blueberries. One of them wants to do the deep dive. One of them wants to do the exotic. And if you all three can't agree, you literally cannot get into the boss room to start it. So, so, so I've run a couple of deep dives this week, just finishing it out going, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, we've come this far. We'll just finish it out. And then I'll, you know, load it again and see if I can get the boss room that time before I, before I caught up with you later on this week. Cause yeah, that's, that's the other piece is you, you sort of, if you're running with blueberries, you sort of all have to agree, Hey, we're doing this or we're not doing this. Otherwise, you're stuck halfway through and there's no way to progress to the boss room. Yeah. I think that's the other thing is that I've seen a lot of people complaining in the community is like you've stuck an exotic quest in something that is fire team match made that you can just randomly go into. And if you get like one person that's trying to do all of these different things, then it's just going to mess up anybody else that doesn't know what's going on or isn't interested in what's going on. And that's going to be the thing for like the next couple of weeks, to be honest, isn't it? Once mm-hmm. everybody kind of gets it. And I believe looking at the actual weapon itself, it says that the, let's see, it's not in dim, no. But it, I think it says that you get the catalyst from doing deep dive. I'm not um, correct. Yeah, I think that. That's yeah. It. Yeah, so yeah. What, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. They're like, you get the catalyst from doing deep dives, but nobody, at least as of yesterday morning, I hadn't seen anybody saying, this is how you do it. I think, uh, it was either Fallout or Astrocross. Someone basically streaming saying, hey, you know, I've, seen, I've heard a lot of people say, hey, I have the Catalyst. And I was like, send me a screenshot and tell yeah. me where you get it. And he's like, so far, no one has, you know, no one has presented me such evidence. So I think that's going to be another there, thing but... that's time gated, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, we mm-hmm. want you to do it next week. But yeah, the, I think the, the main thing is that people, people are saying that you need the Divinity, which is a, the exotic linear trace rifle that you can get from the Garden of Salvation which so happens to be the featured raid next week. So you might be able to find a team, as long as you've got up to the point in the Divine Fragment quest, that you all you need to do is go through and do the puzzles in the raid next week. So you might be able to find a team next week that will kind of, as it's the featured raid, take you through. Or, you know, you can do it at any time, as long as you've kind of, you can get a team to do it. But it seems to be the go-to, because it gives you that, like, ball of debuff on a boss and it gives you kind of the crit spot i think people have been running divinity with the retrofit escapade isn't it it's the craftable machine the Mm -hmm. The void one yeah yeah with target lock and fourth times a charm to just rain damage down on people and it's craftable so you can get that role if you've used it for any amount of time But I, I did not have that, so I just took in another machine gun. I mean, the closest that I thought that I had with it was the Swarm Adept, so I was able to put mm. Adept big ones on there. Uh, I had a backup, yeah, uh, I think were. it was a, had a big magazine on it, but then I swapped it out for Alloy Mag so that I could reload really quickly. And like I said, with the Cold Heart and just putting 
extra ammo on my legs saying, you know, if I pick up ammo bricks, that's going to, I think I had something like 600 ammo for the trace rifle. So that's kind of how I did it. It It's just kind of everything apart from that. And then I had the, I had a perpetualist, which I managed to get to level 11. So I was able to unlock target lock. I had Zen moment on it, accurized rounds and small ball in my primary slot. So that was the strand auto rifle, which came in quite handy because, you know, it was a, a good one for target lock. So if I'd run out of heavy machine gun or my trace rifle, I could then switch to that and use target lock as long as somebody was still using divinity. But again, you kind of, uh, we kind of came unstuck with just doing Titan smashing and three Titans. I think we had at one point at the moment, it's one of those things that it kind of gives you a damage check of saying that you need, you need to kind of go in there and actually think about your build and actually have a, either communication beforehand of saying, you know, if somebody says I'm a, I'm a well lock and I've got divinity, you kind of know what you can kind of roll in there with. Or if you roll up to an LFG and say, look, I I'm a, divinity wielding uh well lock uh they know what then to kind of pair with that so you can get it done in like an lfg with no communication or very minimal communication it has been done i can i can attest to that <laughs> so respawn do you have do you have the exotic have you actually gotten a hold of it yet nope i can't even open the door don't you <laughs> oh <laughs> well bring, bring a friend to open the door and then and then you can you can hopefully learn from our failings Mm. <laughs> but I heard it. I heard it's. I heard it's mid tier anyway, man. So I don't know, man. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I want to get it for the collections, but I've come oh, this far. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've come this far. I'm not going to not get the exotic. I mean, I've I've made it this far. I fished. I fished a lot of fish to get this exotic. <laughs> and, and you know what happens with with Bungie? I mean, we haven't got the catalyst yet. We don't know what the catalyst does. And if it comes out and it's an amazing weapon, you will kind of be kicking yourselves that you haven't got it at the time that it is an amazing weapon. Also, you've got to think about it that it may be one of those weapons that they, out of the gate, it's a, eh, it's okay, but it might but be further. The catalyst up, really makes it good or something. Or, or further on down the line, Bungie go, oh, you know, in a mid-season patch, we are going to make this kind of do this and you're like well if you look hmm. at the writing on the wall it it looks like bungie wants scouts to be a thing next season you know what i'm saying so a lot of buffs to scout rifles scout exotics scout i mean a lot of scout things have been happening uh recently so i'm thinking you know something something's coming up in season 22 you know what i mean scout rifle wise well, okay, come on, yes. all scout rifle meta, hundred percent scout rifles, triple scout rifle loadouts. Let's go. I mean, do we have a heavy scout? Not yet. <laughs> we have a heavy shotgun. Never say never. I was really confused this week because again, I'd missed the developer insight for season twenty-one mid-season weapon tuning. Now, I'm not going to argue with you, Bungie, but us being in week seven and the season ending in week twelve. When's mid-season for you? Anyway, I... Week 7, obviously. Maybe even week, week 8. Week 8, I think, yeah. We, we, we talked about this last season, didn't we? That They, they say mid-season. Why don't they just say, we'll do this by the end of the season, patch. <laughs> or weapon the, tuning. Middle of, your, of the season lives in your heart. Yeah. So, apparently, this uh, developer insight dropped on July 6th. And I was, I was like, w- w- you're meant to drop things on a Wednesday. You're confusing me. If... 
if this doesn't drop on a Wednesday, then how am I going to know about it? And I didn't know about it because this kind of dropped. And then the twab or the, the, the twid drops. Um, can we t- just take a unanimous vote, the, the three of us, that we're going to call it the twab? Can we just call it the twab? What? It's it's Twiff this week in fishing, actually. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the twab drops literally a couple of hours after that. So I kind of... I was reading through the twelve, saying, "Oh, you know, there's some good stuff." And then they go, "Oh, we, we've done something, and here, here's the link to it." It's like, well, "That didn't show up yesterday. What? Where's that? Click on it, and it's like, oh, uh, here you go. If you miss the full bro, if you miss the full breakdown earlier this week, you can scoop out the detailed pew pew goodness right here." And I was like, clicked on it, took me to the thing. It's like you posted this like two hours or three hours before the twelve, so that wasn't. Earlier this week, this was earlier today. If you miss Technically, it, we... it was this week. So I mean, if you missed this, which if you weren't a Bungie employee, you had to by default because nobody else could see it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting that you were talking about weapon tuning and things. So we have a developer insight for season twenty-one, a mid-season weapon tuning, and mm. Mercules, our good friend Mercules here, with the mid-season twenty-one tuning preview. So there are going to be some weapon archetype updates. Pulse rifles. Soldier. Of course. Pulse rifles. No, wait, I said scout. Never mind. Yes, you did. Pulse rifles are in a good place. But they have Mm -hmm. a low base aim assist stat value, like high impact uh, subfamily, and that feels too forgiving of near misses. So they're going to reduce the auto aim angle at zero aim assist stat by minus 10%. And to, to be sure, it says like high impact frames, but they are not limiting it to high impact frames. That 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 change is going for every pulse rifle, guys. So don't get don't don't get confused on the verbiage it's there. It's, the it's happening to it. every every freaking pulse. Yeah, it, it's fine. Just slap a targeting mod adjuster on the weapon, you'd be fine. You, you don't need that um, uh, counterbalance mod on there anymore. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh. The lightweight bows have been one of the least used and least effective weapons subfamilies in the game for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And they've only just got around to adjusting it. So they've also got some more changes coming to all the bows in season 22, which should improve both how they are affected by the reload perk and how well their shots are registered at long ranges. But at the moment, the mid-season one's going to give us a lightweight bows, increase the fixed damage full loss start distance from 50 meters to 25 meters. So that's a big increase and increase the fixed damage fall-off end distance from 20 meters to 45. Uh, they've increased the final accuracy by minus 10%. Are you happy with this change, Respawn? Is this... Um... This doesn't affect me. I don't really use them. Okay. I, th- I thought you liked bows. Oh, sorry. But yeah, we're on bows now. Um, yes. Well, no, I still don't really use that archetype, though, because like it just sounds... How can I say this? Um, limp? <laughs> when you fire off one of those bows, like the other ones, like they have some girth behind them. Like when you release it, you know, like you can feel it, you, and, and then you land that shot, you're like, mm, you know, it gives you some feedback. These things, they're all like twink, twink, twink. Yeah. So, nah, nah, bro. Nah, bro. I still, I still prefer things like uh, Lomonara, Wishender, things like that. Things that when you release that string, you know it's going to do some damage. You know what I'm saying? Well, for, for context, so you, you, you're out there, you're going, you know, lightweight bows, what are these? So we have the Lunata 
4B, mm-hmm. which is a stasis bow. And that's yeah, a bigger one. craftable one. Uh, we have the Whispering Slab, which is just a kinetic one. That's so, everybody's... That, people love that bow, but I can't stand it. Visually or perk-wise, that's such a stupid bow. Oh, oh, wait, bow, but it's huge. The Whistler's Whim. Now, remember when this came out and people were like, you need to get this weapon with, I think it was something like Gutshot Straits and Killing Wind on it, which or I do have. That's the Trials one? That's the Trials bow. Yes. And no, no doubt that... I, is this one of the ones that's in the trials pool this um, season, or is it? As it was, it taken out. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, because, I'm not really sure. yeah, because that that might be one that people might want to look out for. That that's going to do quite well next season with this cha- or mid season with this change, especially after the good shot straight buff. Yeah, we yeah. have the arsenic bite four B, which is an arc. See that one, I actually do love that bow. Carried me for three or four seasons it did it was it was one of those good ones wasn't it It was like it did because it had yeah it had explosive payload and rampage and i was like oh oh <laughs> so good yeah so that one that one is the exception actually they have a void they have a void version of that too i think we do and it's called the imperial needle yeah yeah that one um <laughs> that one was pretty good too and the solar the only one that you could get with a good roll was from the raid for a long time, from the Last Wish raid. Tyranny of um, Heaven, which is yep. now craftable if you are farming the Last Wish raid. Yeah, so you can so craft that's... whatever perks you like. So yeah, that's the solar version. Mm-hmm. And, and the Whisper's Whim uh... is in the Legacy gear, focusing on Saint Fourteen. Wow. So it's not in the current pool, but it's in the Legacy pool if you want to pull one. Thank you. And then we have, like uh, Perry said, the, the craftable one, which is the Tripwire Canary, which is also Arc. So those are your, your lightweight ones. I thought the Illuminata one was craftable too. Maybe I, I don't know. I've crafted none of them, so maybe I just forgot which one was. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is another craftable one from this. Is it the Raketeur? But I'm not 100 percent sure if Raketeur is a lightweight frame because I don't actually have it in my inventory. Oh, no, let me check some. There's one that's craftable that has really good uh, Grandmaster Nightfall rolls. Hold on, let me, let me give me just a second. That is both. There it is. Uh, Fell is that a lightweight? Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, Fell Tradiddle is a really good uh bow because that, or at least it could roll at one point in time with uh two shield perks. Um, oh, one, of, one of them is uh, the, the more you damage a shield, the more damage you do to the shield, right? And then the other shield perk was when you pop the shield, you stun the enemy. So having both of those shield perks on a bow was really good for GMs because no matter what you used it for, it was gonna it was gonna pop a shield, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So submachine guns, and they've heard a lot of feedback about the new dynamic reticles. And the immortal. Also the uh, immortal. Is Always it just the immortal? immortal? <laughs> have you guys <laughs> heard lots of feedback. Have you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard anything about the new dynamic reticles? I, I've heard lots of vertical chat. Okay. Have I paid much attention to it? Uh, no. Less so, but I, I'm aware it's a thing. <laughs> so they've made a second pass over the reticle aimed at reducing both the thickness of the lines and their opacity, which mm. minimizes the cluster when ADS whilst retaining the ability to show the effect perks or the other actions that you have on your weapon's accuracy and aim assist. So, general, made improvements to Shirai's Wrath, which is a trial's. 
it's a machine gun. It's again, I'm not 100. percent Is this one available? I think Did this is probably in Legacy. Need improvements. Well, apparently the. I, ADS I think you're thinking of the Immortal. The Immortal doesn't need well, improvements. Well, no, yeah. but Sarah's Wrath was the Immortal before the Immortal. I ask again: Does it need improvements? <laughs> well, obviously, it might now. I think they did take it down a, a tad, didn't they? They did yeah, something they? with the zoom or something. I don't remember. Yeah, they, they they may have swatted it into the floor and said, okay, we've absolutely destroyed this, so nobody uses it, so now we'll at least make it a somewhat viable option. I've, I've lost track on, on, you know, the hot SMG of the moment. <laughs> I, I, I just like SMGs in this game, like, in general, you know? Aside from the Huckleberry, which is kind of fun for ad control, some machine guns just, they're not fun. They're not good, you know? Uh, Risk Runner is fun. They just want to be auto rifles, but they're not. Yeah, but that's really niche. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I missed all the the mountaintop recluse days. You know, like that was a submachine gun that did work. You know, and then when you paired it with the the freaking, um, you can still use the recluse. Yeah, but you can most content, not in high level content. Yeah, you know, well, I'm thinking PvP, which is where it was kind of very dominant. Yeah, but it's not the same even in PvP because. The master, master of pup, master weapon, master, the perk. It's it's unique perk. The pup has been changed, you know, because yeah. what what made it really good is other it, it, when you killed something with that gun, it made other weapons stronger. But so does the that. buff also worked on itself. So when you got a kill with that gun, it would make that gun as well as your other guns even stronger. You know what I mean? And now it doesn't do that anymore. They, they, they've changed the perk, and it's just it's not the same, you know? So could you still use it? Yeah. Is it the same recluse? No. It had to be there when. And yes, the Shire's Wrath is also in the legacy fo- focusing area for Saint-14. So if you do want to pick up either one of those, it is going to cost you 10,000 Glimmer, 25 Legendary Shards, and two Trials Engrams. So you'll have to play Trials enough to earn two Engrams, to pull any of those weapons out of the legacy focusing. Cool. Which I know you're not going to do it, but if you do, you might do there it. There you go. You might do it, but not next week. Oh, you won't. No, you won't. You won't do it. Shotgun. I'm just, I'm just screwing around inside the nightfall, right? And I got yeah. a buzzard with kinetic and overflow. Kinetic tremors and overflow. I don't know what the god roll is on this gun, because honestly, I didn't even know that this was going to drop, but that sounds pretty good. Yeah, buzzard adept. That looks pretty cool. Kinetic Tremors is a lot of fun. It may not be the best thing, but it's a Ooh. lot of fun to use. Overflow it's very back and back. Just, just keep it. Keep uh, it. Yeah. Put it. Put it in the vault that you have loads of space for. It. Respawn. That's your <laughs> actually. Um, <laughs> That's your SMG. Is it space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get space. Sure. Hmm. Space. So <laughs> shotguns, the lightweight shotguns have fallen behind of their precision and aggressive counterparts in terms of effectiveness. In large part due to the outmost pellets being spaced out so far that they can be difficult to land the entire spread outside of the point blank range. So to address this, they've reduced the spread angle to constrain the pattern a bit more, which should move them more closer to the top of the shotgun options for PvP. So the lightweight shotguns, they've reduced the spread angle of the outer horizontal pellets by 15%. And these are, you have the reckless endangerment, which is a primary. This is that's the one that you got from Gambit, I believe. Is that yeah, yes? That, yes. Or was that the? It was just the uh, ritual weapon, but it it looks. Or was or what? Or was it the only one that was? I can't remember now. 
it looks gambit-fied to me, to be honest. So Gambit-fied? Yeah. That's a primary one. You have the one from Iron Banner uh, that you can possibly get from the legacy point of Iron Banner, which is the Wristwalker. That's a lightweight frame. Um, and speaking of Iron Banner, up next week. So I'm not telling you to go and do that, but go and do that. The Wastelander M5, which is a shotgun that you can get from the Dares of Eternity, I believe. And it is craftable. So that's another primary one that you might want to look out for. We then have the uh, Retro Futurist, which is a void one. And they have the uh, 7th Seraph CQC12, uh, which is a that's solo a nice one. Shotgun. We have the... I was going to say the same one then. We have the remote without remorse, which was a craftable one back. I think that was when we had season of the haunted. So be on the lookout for that one. If you haven't got it, Banshee does sell it in the tower sometimes. So you may be able to pick up one there or fit those um, like red bordered weapon pattern things that you get from the seasonal pass to actually then be able to go and craft one at the enclave on the throne world. So that one was a another solar one, so that's craftable. So yeah, those are those are your ones for that I've got in my inventory anyway. That I can tell you is a lightweight. Yep, I've got the same list. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Graviton Lance <laughs> couldn't say more. <laughs> they just, they just. Oh my god, I can't. They just. Gave it some buffs the so it would be viable again. And now they're like, you know what? I, the, I take it back. Has squeaked its last squeak. It has driven every Bungie developer insane <laughs> in playtesting. And they just said, listen, we're okay with it being good. We just don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, the sound of it, they could have left it all the same. It would have been just fine. They didn't nerf the sound. They nerfed the, everything else. No, the, the the issue is that they have brought it back up and it's still going to be a, a viable weapon. But the problem is when you have stupid people standing next to you and you're trying to shoot that other person and then they get shot and then the cosmology thing takes you out as well because it just kind of wipes you out completely. It's like, oh. And it that, sounds like you're the stupid one standing yes. next to that guy. <laughs> stop, stop holding hands. I was standing there. Yeah. Especially when you play with someone that's stupid enough and you, and I don't walk away and I get killed by the thing. Hold no, on. But I was there first. If they walk up <laughs> and they get shot and, and then I take but you know what I mean? It, it's that kind of thing of they don't want it to be the primary ammo cloud strike, which is like an exotic uh, sniper rifle that if you're standing close to somebody, you explode because they've taken the shot. So it's, it was free. Why not? Let them have it, dude. Jeez. Bungie say no. You can you can get extra damage on that other person because they've reduced the damage dealt by the cosmology explosion by 40% against players. But the damage <laughs> in PvE is unchanged. And they've also increased the PvE damage by 67%. So, <laughs> so the damage... They're all like, they're all like we respawn, you don't play in PvP. You don't tell them to keep it in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the cosmology like thing is still unchanged for in PvE. So they said, we're going to take your PvP damage, we're going to move it to PvE, and yes. just give it all the damage over there. Enjoy having right. it. You're not going to get right. the extra aim assist provided by the Catalyst. So. <laughs> and then they've seen, they've seen what you're thinking already, Respawn, with yeah. the no time to explain. So, although it's been surpassed in the effectiveness by the returning champion of Graviton Lance, 
They're also going to bring down the No Time to Explain. Oh my god. So they're going to reduce the range stat by 10. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean... I mean, actually, no, no. Come to think of it, it is bad, because uh, when you when you look at the weapon training and you see the all the ranges on all these different weapons, hand cannon, if you look at the max range of the hand cannons in Season 22, they outrange uh, pulse rifles. Some of them the do, yeah. only thing that they don't outright outrange is a scout and a sniper. And I looked at that and I was like, that is that is ridiculously stupid, you know, that a hand cannon has the same has more range yep. than a pulse rifle. Yeah, I know. In PvP, it's frustrating. You're like you're across the map with a pulse rifle. You're splattering their head, and they take you take three shots with a hand cannon. To your head, two shots like, depending on which hand cannon they have. But yeah, yeah, it's like oh, it's ridiculous, man. And what's even stranger is auto rifles are now going to have close to the same range as a freaking uh, hand cannon. Uh, like yeah, I'm, I'm all down for that. What Parody, you? You were right with that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, of course, course Bertie's right. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm I I understand everybody wants well not everybody. I understand that the people who play want this to be just a hand cannon meta forever, and there to be nothing but hand cannons. But I'm I'm so tired of it. I, I'm I'm happy for anything besides a hand cannon meta. Yeah. Anything, anything at all. I mean, but I do, you know, I appreciate that it changes though, because even I got tired of the 600 RPM uh, auto rifle meta, even though it was beautiful and in my wheelhouse. Anything gets old after a while. But hand Ooh. cannons have had like eight years, so they're good. True. So Fighting Lion, they fixed a bug with the perk application that was preventing the Fighting Lion from granting the benefits of its catalysts. So they fixed an issue where the Chimera perk on the catalyst wasn't applying the buff to kinetic and power weapon slots. Well, they haven't fixed it. That feels important. It's it's going to be fixed. We've got some perk changes. Gutshot straight. When they initially made Slick Draw and Gutshot, we wanted to make sure that we weren't giving out substantial positive effects that had almost constant uptime for free, and we leaned a little too hard on their penalties in a way that made them often feel more like a punishment than a worthwhile trade-off. As such, we substantially reduced the penalties on each perk, and in play testing, they feel it's significantly better in use than they did before. So they've reduced the auto-aim penalty by 37.5% for the gutshot straight, and slick draw they've reduced the auto-aim penalty by 33%. So they might be interesting to play with. What do you reckon? I, I already liked a bit of Gutshot Straight on uh, that bow. I didn't like it at all. No? Is Gutshot Straight the one that does more damage to the body, something headshots? Well, it does what, what, is, what is Gutshot? I can't remember. It makes it harder to hit headshots. Significantly harder. Yeah. It de- it dramatically decreases. Uh, so aim. aiming down sights increases body shot damage, but it decreases the target acquisition. That yeah. Mm, okay. So you get increased sh- damage. Is it's it's not on par with kind of getting headshots, but it's increased damage from what it was doing or would have been doing whilst aiming down sights and getting you know body shots. So which is why it was one of those ones on. I think it was the the Whistler's Whim bow, wasn't it? That people were like, "You've got to get it on this." Was it the Whistler's Whim? Yeah, there's. I, I, I can't remember. The, I remember there's some people were like, "Oh, you need gut shot on this because of the perk and how you use it." But I I don't remember what the weapon was now. 
Oh, that, yeah, it was the it was Whistler's whim. Yeah, it was getting gut shot straight because it was doing so much more with a, a single bow or arrow, sorry, on um, the gut shot straights with the Whistler's whim. So that might be with the changes to Whistler's whim, and if you've got a gut shot straights one, might be a uh, one to look out for for next season. But target lock has had its time in the sun, and that's it. All you people that have been raving about target lock. It's had its 15 seconds. It must have a lot fun. It's well, because respawn. of the moral. It's because respawn. of the moral. The moral is ruining all this respawn. stuff, man. Respawn. respawn, calm down. Calm down. Damage in PvE is unchanged. Oh, then I'm right. Then. Respawn would like to retract all of his <laughs> previous <laughs> comments. That, that, we nearly went into a rant, yes. Uh, in in that case, yeah, I'm fine. Hold on, guys. I gotta, I gotta address a child, semi. <laughs> it's basically PvP. So they've reduced yeah. the maximum damage versus players from 40 to 25%. So it's still going to work, and it's still going to work well, just not over the top well. So yeah. people using the, the retrofit escapade to do the exotic mission are still going to be able to use the retrofit escapade or any other weapon that they're using with target lock in PvE activities, and it still do the thing that it's meant to do really well. I kind of... Sometimes when, when, they, when they bring out these perks and they, they change the, the guns. So it's like, we, I think we've got to the point now that surely Bungie, you've learned the fact is that PV damage and perk enhancements are yay. And PVP leave it underwhelm us to start off with. And then maybe bring it up slightly because <laughs> that seems to be the way we, we, we just throw it out there as the, it's this amazing thing. And then we have to kind of pull it back in and you upset people, especially people that don't read the twab. And the things like this, like respawn. Shut up! I read it. You didn't because I had to tell I you. Just missed the. I, I missed the PVP. Okay, <laughs> I missed that one part, but I did read the freaking thing. Oh, Mostly. Dear. Well, you you'd be interested to know. In the future, they've got some changes coming to hand cannons, auto rifles, pulse rifles. I'm so excited. And they're going to reduce the variance it. between the optimal engagement ranges of our mid-range weapons. And they're going to slightly reduce the average engagement range in Crucible by pulling in the maximum damage fall-off distance of many weapon types. So that, that's what we've got to look forward to. Yep. Oh, also, they do go into the ADS damage fall-off start distance for uh, the rangefinder stat that they're actually going to get around to kind of now kind of tune in, which we were warned about that the rangefinder's um, damage fall-off was going to be kind of tuned. Um, so. What was it at the moment? It kind of gives you. It wasn't. It wasn't just tuned. It was. It was. Um, it was decoupled from. Uh, as aim assist and called? yeah, yeah, from aim assist. Yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, it gives you ten percent increased uh, effective zoom and five percent faster projectile speed. Uh, aiming the weapon increases the effective range, zoom magnification, and increase the projectile velocity whilst aiming. Uh, rocket launchers and grenade launchers and bows. So they're going to take away the um, damage fall off on it because it had no damage or it increased the damage fall off. But yeah. So we have a lovely little chart that tells us what sidearms are going to, what they are at the moment, and SMGs and auto rifles, uh, hand cannons, pulse rifles, aggressive hand cannons, lightweight bows, precision bows, and scout rifles. What they currently are, the old base zoom. Uh, they, then with the rangefinder with the old base, and then what the new ADS modifier is going to be. So sidearms aren't going to be affected that much. 
to be honest. Uh, it's 0.20% or 0.20 is, is not that much. 0.10 for SMGs. Um, auto rifles seem to have gone up um, depending on where it kind of falls within the scalar. Hand yeah. cannons and are going rifles, down they have by... an asterisk which says yeah. auto rifles have the widest variance in available zoom in the current live game between 16 and 20 base for the purpose of the above chart. 16 zoom is used as the base stat because it's most prevalent, but 20 zoom auto rifles were reaching 41 and a half meters at 100 range. So I, re- I really wish they would give us a little because, yeah, looking at this chart going, what, what are these values? You've given us lots of numbers, which, Bungie, we yes, we like numbers. Thank you. We, uh, I'd like a little more like explanation on okay, it's 40, you know, 18, 18 watts, 18 meters. Show me a picture, 18% fall off. Like, show, like, show give me, me yeah. <laughs> give me enough information to properly make sense of this. Give me a fallout video where he stands on one point of the Bannerfall and another person standing on the other side of Bannerfall to give me some reference. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. But I need Bungie to do that. Yeah. So other things to look forward to in Season 22. Hand cannons will be receiving several buffs aimed at improving their usefulness in PvE, including a base reload speed increase and damage increase to miners and major enemies. Sword guarding is getting a substantial rework. Tuning for a handful of exotics, including a balance pass for the Monarch. I thought we'd already done that. And some mm. other big buffs to Touch of Malice. Uh, changes Ooh. to weapon perks, including buffs to Bipod, Envious Assassin, and Under Over. Kind of sounds like Hunters are going to be in a good spot next season with the Lucky Pants, huh? Yeah. Maybe. maybe. So we've got Bipod. Because I know somebody on the Destiny Community podcast was asking about Bipod. And they were like, what What does Bipod do? And they were like, oh, well, I can't remember. But it increases the rocket launcher ammo and reserves, but reduces the damage blast radius and reload speed. So by 40%. God. It's getting a rework. It's a buff. They also, they also feel that that is not great. Yeah. <laughs> So you'll be getting that, so, and then- so technically speaking, if you have the perfect god roll with with the bipod, right? Yeah, yeah you yeah. can out DPS some of the meta rockets, technically, right? But I is there a perfect ro- god roll involving bipod? <laughs> yeah, there is. It, 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 it rolls like on fucking uh, statements. No, it rolls on the the last wish rocket launcher. It's bipod and um. Oh god, it's been so long I can't remember. It's bipod and something on the new uh Last Wish Rocket Launcher, right? Right. Uh but yeah, and if if you have that combo, you can you can out GPS some of the meta rockets, but but it's forty percent. Like the only thing that's good for it is sustained boss damage, assuming you have a big enough window for said boss damage, right? And you don't miss any of your shots too. So first Get one we're tracking. Bipod and tracking, then. Uh, even uh, well, one that's common tracking. Hold on. Some of them, no, but some of them have it as an intrinsic part of the frame, don't they? With tracking, and some of them don't. Yeah, but I think this one. I think this one does. I'm looking for it. You look for it. Collections, rocket launchers. Oh, make it, make it, make it. Because I had one. And then, of course, Micah got one the first time we did the freaking raid. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, 
What was that? Is Apex Predator? No, they didn't. Uh, right, like yeah, it. that is it. Yeah, yeah. Apex Predator. Yeah. I looked at it in the game instead of in a little light. Or instead of like GG. Oh, God, I am so dumb today. Ugh. How backward are you? Are you still using light.gg? Yeah. Archangels, then. You, you need what to... else am I supposed to? No, you need to go to d2foundry.gg. Okay, let's check it out. D2. It's the F O U N D R Y dot D. It's, um. Oh. Look at this fancy it's, website. It's, it's, it's a fancy, fancy website because I think D2 Gunsmith, he was the one that got banned but then unbanned for something he didn't even do. And he went, right, that's it. I'm going to walk away from Destiny. The site will still work. It will still kind of update with like weapons and perks and things. But it's extremely slow. You can tell he's not working on it. Oh, bipod all. reconstruction. That's what it is. Okay. Bipod reconstruction. And is it the frame that has tracking? Nope. It's not a tracking frame. I like you. Okay. So not a tracking frame. Don't lie to people then. No, I'm sorry. I, I retracted it. But yeah, bipod and reconstruction is the role that could be pretty good. Reconstruction, explosive light is pretty good. Reconstruction, bait and switch. Some people are saying are the actual god role uh, with impact casing, um, which it, it's a very good role. It's a very excellent role. But we ha also have changes to Envious Assassin. So this is another perk. I think believe it came in in the last couple of seasons. This is rapidly defeating targets with other weapons before drawing this one transfers ammo to the magazine from reserve. This effect can overflow the magazine based on the number of targets defeated. So that, again, is going to get a buff, which is quite nice. And I'm not sure if I've got under over on anything. I think I've only got one thing with Envious Assassin. Uh, under over, you could probably look at it and go, "Why? Why is this here? Let me delete this immediately." Oh, I know I have. I do have an under over. So under over is uh, deals bonus damage to targets with over shields. Deals a small amount of bonus damage to combatant shields. There you go. Sure. And it's ten percent to elemental and barrier champion shields. Thirty-four percent PVE combatant over shields. Uh, that includes loosened moths. Uh, the Shadow Legion, um, and then 20% uh, enemy players with overshields. So that's also going to get a rework. Interesting. We don't want to leave Glaives out of the party. No. We do know for sure that Glaives, and yes, the classic exotics too, will be getting some substantial tuning in Season 23. Their goal is to make them feel better and make them way less annoying to play against. And we're experimenting with things like reducing the delay after firing before you can melee, improving the base projectile speed, and altering how shield energy is granted. So if you're a Glaive aficionado, they'd be interested to know how those changes strike you. And even if you well, aren't, they'd still be interested to know how those changes strike you. Don't tell me. Tell Bungie. Bungie wants to know. <laughs> As somebody who uses Glaives in a lot of activities, because they're very good for the melee part of them, right? Are you an aficionado, though? Yeah, I'd say I would. Be, okay. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Can, you can carry on talking now, then. Um... I mean, I, I do I do advocate a lot for glaives because people, oh, I can't believe you're using that. And then I one shot at night and they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, see. Uh, so um, they are OK, right? But Astacross and changes? I share the opinion where it's like we had we had builds uh, last season or the beginning of this season that were really really good for glaives and glaives were pumping out 
tons of damage, especially when you were using the new Heavy Glaive. And I'm not talking about the glitch. This is without the glitch. You were just doing nutty, nutty damage. Warlocks and Titans were just doing disgusting damage. And Hunters, had we had our exotic at this time, would have been doing really well with the Glaives as well, right? But then Bungie nerfed all the things to do with Glaives. Just everything. They're like, oh, you know what? All these things that are Glaive-related, nerf, 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 and completely dismantle. Thank you, right? So... In order for them to, 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 to put Glaives in a good spot, they've got to significantly buff the, the damage, right? At a minimum, right? And uh, the, the way the shield generates, like if you can do it while meleeing, that would be cool too, instead of just shooting things. But, I mean, you're going to be in a boss's b-hole trying to do damage with this thing, right? So you need to have massive damage and or massive defense. Right now, it's got neither. You know what I mean? And it's only because Bungie keeps messing with the glaives. Just leave them alone, you know? So uh, these, these, these glaive changes that they're talking about, they're like, oh, well, we're going to make some glaive changes. Unless you're really pumping up the damage or really pumping up the defense, I don't really see how glaives are going to be any better than they are now. You know, glaives are in a very niche spot. They're good for some parts of a lot of raids. They're really good if you have a glaive secondary with a um, special primary, like um, oh god, what's it called? The the linear fusion rifle that everybody uses. Ar arbalest, ar ar arbalest. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have an arbalest a glaive combo, specifically those two weapons, you have heavy for days. I mean, the, the ground is littered in heavy. I don't know why that one combination does it, but for me, anytime I need heavy, Arbalesque, Glaive, heavy weapon, and I have a field full of heavy every single time, right? So, um, aside from niche things like that, the Glaives have no place in the game, which is very upsetting, you know? And, and Bungie needs to make them excel at something. Give us a ton of damage, like a sword. Give us a ton of defense. Give us, give us something. Make make glaives stick out in one of their aspects. You know, I would prefer all of them, but you know, I'm greedy and I like glaives. But at least pick pick one, right? Pick either you pop a shield at a boss's feet and it's like a bubble, right? It protects you and those around you for the for the time that you have it up, or just make it hit really stinking hard. One or the other, man. But you can't just be like, oh, we're going to improve how shields are generated, or we're going to improve, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, you, you need to make it good. All right, don't improve. Make Glaives great again, okay? Yeah. The response is not impressed by your changes, Bungie. No, not, uh, with what they've, not with what they're talking about here, no. Can, can I just check with you guys? We are currently in Season 21? Yes. Yes. So season 22 is up next uh, in August. Mm -hmm. So we've got to wait for the one that is three months after that. Mm -hmm. Okay, oh, just, yeah. just thought I'd point that out. Yep. Yeah. So it's not even at the beginning of the season. Meh. Unless, about, however, oh, we enter the multiverse and then we'll... <laughs> Squirrel! You know, mathematically speaking, you know how many, how many universal scientists can prove exist since you're talking about a multiverse? I don't. I have 13. absolutely no idea. There are 13 mathematically proven 
universes. Or not universes, uh dimensions. Thank you. Dimensions. Well, well yep. that's different. It is different. I just realized that. <laughs> but what is different is this week in Destiny. Or this week, this week at Bungie. Twad. Twerp. Twad this week while fishing. Twad. This week while fishing, yes. So welcome to this week in the fishing world. Did you drool over the cutscene last week? Have you finished the cutscene campaign? Everything? I yes. did. Why would you drool over it, man? She was in pain. Why would you drool over that? Shh. We're not talking about it yet. People might not have completed it. What? It's not like she died. You know? Nobody died. We're not talking about it. We're moving on because we're going to go over what they talked about last week, which was the update on game stability that you missed. There was game stability stuff that they addressed, so they've talked about that. They talked about this week that we're currently in being a lucky fishing week. I call... I don't. I actually don't call Moo. I was talking to Moo the show. I call Moo forty-five minutes, less than an hour to get both fish. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, less than an hour for me to get the fish, but still forty-five minutes for me to get the fish. That's good. It's an exotic, dude. But it's a lucky week. I'm not getting lucky. I got lucky the first week and the second week, and not the third week. That's oh, not wait, lucky. It took you forty-five minutes to get one fish. Yes, one exotic oh. fish. No, yeah. I got two in forty-five minutes. <laughs> Uh, they talked about the Witnesses' Origins cutscene that people were talking about, the final round of the Drown in the Drip, which was their fashion game. Uh, There's the medication current, for that now. Yeah. Current Prime yeah. Gaming drops extended to July 19th, so they're still out there and still available. And the Community Emblem competition. So this was... We we did kind of address this. We put it out there to our listeners. Respawn wants a dragon emblem designed, so get yes. on that. You know, and you, I think you've still got a couple of days that you can submit that. I think it was July 14th that that ended. So you've still got a couple of days. Even from when this goes out, um, you've still got a couple of days. So if you're really good, better than me, you can get it submitted. Anyway, we we, we are not going to talk about Bungie Day in great lengths that Bungie talk about Bungie Day. Were you there for Bungie Day, by the way? I wasn't, no. Neither were we. What did we miss? Because I looked back and I didn't see what we missed for Bungie Day. Well, I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what we all missed. Nothing, that's the secret. Well, parody missed <laughs> fishing rallies. But Bungie... I know I say this nearly every couple of weeks. Please tell us at least a week in advance. Don't put a twab out or a twid or twab, whatever, whatever you want to call it about Destiny and Bungie stuff and Bungie Day, the day before Bungie Day giving us all the information. <laughs> Give it to us at least a week or two weeks so that we can get prepared because I can tell you for one thing, my man over here, if he knew there was a fishing rally that you could win prizes in for just standing around fishing, He'd have been there all day, but he didn't know about it until this dropped, and he was probably busy oh, no. going to the cinema, doing stuff. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I, he I, still knows what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, he does, and and oh. saw it. And honestly, it was so. I read it, and I still didn't entirely understand what the fishing rally was, what it was all about. It was, you go and stand, you do fishing for an hour or many hours and Mm -hmm. RNG gives you fish and you, Bungie will know how many fish that you've kind of caught. And when they do a like tally up at the end of the day of who caught the most fish, they give out prizes for people that did the most fishing in that hour. And it just depends on your luck, whether you got all the exotic fish all in one go within 15 minutes or you got nothing like me in 45. So, mm. 
But see, if they would have explained it like that, then yeah, maybe I would have paid more attention. But like I said, I read it and it was like, you can do fishing rallies and these are worth more points. And I'm like, yeah, but but to what end exactly? I've, well, I've, I've caught nearly 1,600 fish. Do I really need to catch that many more? You do. No, are these in-game prizes or IRL prizes? Well, they gave in-game prizes um, and limited edition marathon t-shirts, even PlayStation game codes for titles like The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, and more. I don't know what the oh, game that's what what that more is. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a game called yeah. More that they're obviously giving away that's on the PlayStation. Um, I don't know what that is. And also, again, the PlayStation game code d- does me absolutely no good if I had yeah. one. I'd be like, cool, <laughs> yeah. I got a game code. Hey, community, who's who has a PlayStation and would be interested in this? Because I can do literally nothing with it. So, yeah, but, in the in the, cool, cool, cool. the the Twelb, Twib, Twib, whatever, this week. The weekly uh, blog post. The weekly blog post about Destiny. They gave us Alpha, Brava, Charlie, Delta, and Echo Diabies uh, from 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You know, for someone saying we weren't going to talk about this because it's over, you're sure doing a lot of talking about this, even though it's over. No, 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 I was like, you know, they gave us some times. And what what was confusing to me is that they said that, you know, if one person wins multiple derbies, the highest of the next score will win prizes, blah, blah, blah. But then they, they gave us the exotic, well, they gave us the fishing scores. Junk is zero points. I've never caught any junk. What have you called it's these junk? It's the fish. What white fish? That, you've never caught the white fish? The no. white, like, like the weapons you get in the beginning of the game? The white ones? No, I've, not, no. I've never caught yeah, the white, white fish. And then the blue, and then no, the purple. No, green. And then the green. I know what you mean, but that's the uncommon. Well, yours one might be blue. Mine's blue. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, which, which, yeah, I was like, talking to Reese about colors and fish are going to get us absolutely nowhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, I didn't. I was talking about the, the junk. <laughs> Uncommon is the green one or the white one in Respawn's case. The blue ones, which are the rare ones, are two points. And legendary, which are the purple or I don't know what color on Respawn's screen, are five points. No, no, no. My, my junk points. is white. My uncommon is green. But my what's, rare is what's blue. The junk? My legendary is purple. And my exotics are gold. Don't know what the junk is. The junk is the white fish. I've I've never seen. No, there's there's green, blue, purple, exotic, and then nothing. Like yeah. like catching nothing, just empty hook. Yes, like empty hook. Maybe is what they mean by junk. I will. Sh- I, will uh, I, I I have never, sir. I, I'm nearly sixteen hundred fish in. I have never caught this junk fish. I, your I don't luck know. is maybe may, maybe that's okay. what you're <laughs> like. Like if you fish without bait, do you catch junk? Like. Like maybe I've just glossed I've over and not paid attention. Me, so I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that is a thing. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. I I never have either. But I've. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just glossing over and and have just entered the same coma you guys have. But I I don't know what they're talking about. But again, it doesn't matter because uh, points are made up of the game. Doesn't matter. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it, there were streams. I know Bontis was doing a stream raising money for Bungie Day, and. Everybody had fun raising money for it. Was the hospitals for uh, the iPads for kids and things that they always yep. do. So they did fantastic stuff. That happened a couple of days ago. We'll probably get an update next week of how much money they raised. We missed out on it. So unfortunately, there was that's that's another thing, Bungie. If you're gonna put out like like I think they're doing you know like they're doing like the daily hey who's streaming streaming today. Yeah, what, what, what you could have put that out sooner because, like, I, I like my man Abantus. I would have happily gone and watched him and, like, you know, donate, donated some money during his stream, but I didn't know until, like, I didn't see it when you posted it, you know, first thing in the morning or whatever. 
So I didn't know, and I didn't see it, and it was already over by the time I saw it. So not winning, Bungie. Not winning. Although honestly, let's let's be let's be clear here. Bungie is winning because as we sit here and record this, they are sitting at nearly half a million dollars raised. Their goal is obviously seven hundred seventy-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven dollars. They're at four hundred seventy-four thousand dollars as we recorded here Saturday morning, July eighth. And um, our our man Cheese Forever is up there in our top fundraisers. The Destiny Emblem Collectors, they've raised $10,900 of their goal of $7,700. Cheese Forever, he's going to $15,000. He's already at $10,000. He's well on his way. Obviously not him personally, him, you know, the group that he has he's put together. And then Trials Report, there's third. They were trying to just raise $1,000, and they're at $8,400. And there's many other people. Leopard, Scarrow, Lost Drax, Sunskin, Cave, X Network, and Misleading are all running our top ten. So, Bungie, do go over the knowledge bombs that Sloan drops last week in our story, which we won't cover because if you haven't got there, you don't want to hear it and you don't want to see about it. We then move into our mid-season weapon preview update, which they say click here because that was that last week. But then they do go on to explain how they do balance weapons. So how do they balance weapons parody? Um, usually in the middle, depending on how much you know, each not end weighs. you, because you are biased. Yeah, yeah no, no well, he's not wrong. Biased. Yeah, you know, you sort of hold them in the middle, and, and then they, you know, see see if they balance. You put your finger out, you set the weapon on on it, and you yeah. find the middle. Then you say, "Hey, look, now it balances." And that's it's a sword, and you kind of want to do it around the 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 the, the half the haft area, you know. So yeah, the middle the middle is all RNG based. It's fine. Look, they've got so, five so, main things that they, they do. So, so the first the first one, I guess, if if you want to use how Bungie balances them, okay. Yes. First thing first thing will be your usage. What percentage of total time in crucible games do player have this weapon equipped? And not right, using so this is just, crucible balancing specifically. Yeah. Well, well well I mean, let's be honest. The crucible informs a lot of their balancing because again, if you know, as we've seen in, in the mid season patch, you know, preview. They're making things better in PvE because they're like, yeah, do more damage in PvE. Great. PvP, that's kind of where the weapons, weapon balance matters. PvE, yeah. who cares? Most, most of the weapons in my vault never get used. You know, no one really cares about how good things are in PvE. That doesn't matter if something is overpowered or underpowered. PvP is where it sort of matters. So they want to know what the, t- the percentage of total time in Crucible games players have this weapons equipped. Now, Bungie, I'm going to be honest with you. I have spent a lot of hours in Crucible games with weapons equipped that I have never swapped to. I have never used that weapon. It's just <laughs> sitting there, hanging out, because I'm here to use one thing and one thing only. And uh, uh, they're just there, lands. hanging out. So, so I, 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 as well as many other people, may be skewing these numbers. Going, yeah, you've got this stupid weapon equipped. Why? Because I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get some ranks on it. I'm just trying to let it level up. I'm never going to fire it. I'm never going to touch it. But it's there. It's participating so, in the match. So Perry, it's this a trophy. XY, this XY. So the X is what? Percentage of how many people use that? So 70% of people use sweet business? Is that what um, I'm saying? Uh, I don't know because I can tell you the number two is kills. What percentage of, of all weapon kills in the Crucible come from this weapon? So they are, they are taking our usage and then saying, yeah, but are you killing with it? Are you actually using the gun, not just having it? Okay. And then they're, then they're looking at win rate. So you, you use it, you kill with it. Do players have this equipment? with this weapon equipped in the games at a higher rate than players with other weapons are they winning. So yeah, so you've got your sweet business equipped, but are you using it? Eh, Maybe. Are you winning games with it? Eh, Maybe. So also kills kills per minute respawn. How many kills per minute are you getting with that weapon? 
how many kills, you know, you know, for each minute of game time, how many kills are you getting compared to others? And then finally, number five, your kills over the expected. So given, you know, all those four, first four data points and filtering for things like player skill, the game mode, your subclass, ammo type, date range, controller input method, weapon slot, etc. Basically all the other variables, then I'm sure there's plenty more than those. Is a specific weapon or weapon type getting more or fewer kills than you'd expect? So, you know, are you using it? Are you killing with it? Are you winning with it? Are you getting lots of kills quickly with it? And is it doing better than you'd expect it to do, given all the other variables? So that's what Bungie's looking at, basically saying, hey, here's here we look at when we try to when we try to balance and focus things. Now, when they look at everything listed above, they do sort of focus most heavily on your kills over expected, the KOE. So basically, you know, is this weapon overperforming or underperforming? You know, hey, we put this new Immortal SMG out. Wow, it's really overperforming. It is completely mm-hmm. laying waste to everything. Hey, we put, um, what now? We put this fusion rifle out that it, no one wants to ever use ever again. Yeah, underperforming. So yeah, it's not just is the weapon good, but is the weapon good and easy to use in a lot of hands? Because that filter for, yeah, there's someone out there with their 700,000 kills on Sweet Business but it's not the meta. It's not laying waste to everything. You're not seeing it every six seconds because it's easy for anyone to pick up and use. Is is this sweet business right here just you, Parody? Be honest. Uh, no, because I, honestly, after the first Iron Banner, I, I had my fun and, and moved on. Yeah. So so here here to respond's question is another prime example, Bungie. We have we have from negative thirty to seventy percent on the y axis and zero to eight and a half percent. On the x-axis, unless I've forgotten those mistaken, but we don't have labels on the axes. <laughs> so I can tell you that there is a seventy, you know, seventy-two or three percent sweet business, and it's just under 05 percent polywogs. I can tell you the immortal <laughs> is sitting at about four point seven percent polywogs. However, it's only about a negative thirty percent frogs. So the frog the polywog ratio is way off. Mm-hmm. The Graviton well, Lancer respond. Adept mm-hmm. and the Graviton Lancer way out in their own stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Bungie, it's nice to give again. You give us a graph with no data, so I can tell you that the Immortal Adept and the the Graviton Lance, it's way out there on that, like you know, about seven percent and eight and a half percent potato chips. It's way out there on that potato chip on the far right hand side, but it's only at like you know maybe I don't know, between that that zero and ten percent on your French fry level. So, I mean, it's really hard to say like it's, it's way good in potato chips, but the, but not a lot of French fries. So again, I mean, basically you can look at this and say the immortal itself is out there in the red. It's sort of lower than everything else. The sweet business and the Sondoxy and the Galliard are sort of up in the top or up left-hand corner. And the Graviton Lance and immortal are way over there on the right in the green, which means good, you know, as a total outliers with uh, no time to explain Rose, Messenger Adept, Crimson and Ace of Spades, sort of kind of in the middle of the field. Hold on, hold on. What the hell is a Nanty Narker? I knew you were going to ask this. Is that a thing? They looked it up on DCP. Apparently, it's a blue <laughs> weapon. And apparently. No way. What? If you look it up. Perfect. If you look it up, there was a review on it back in, I think, something like 2019, they were saying, that said basically it slays in Crucible. Well, there you go. There's, there's, there's someone out there being like, listen, this is the thing. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, as you can see on the chart below, the kills over expected metrics for the last. So this is the last month of primary weapons in high skill PVP lobbies 
across all platforms and input types. So basically, high-scale PvP lobbies over the last month, this is the chart of data they've gotten from those encounters. So who, who's out there using the, the sweet business in those? Is that, is that, again, you have it equipped, but you're not using it? Um, oh, it's a pulse rifle. I'm a little unclear. But yeah. Um, quick draw and steady rounds for quick draw yeah. and magazine? Really? Yeah, so they do say... See, so the, uh, Bungie, again. <laughs> we want to see which weapons get closer to the 0% KOE that, that killed over expected on the Y-axis. So the Y-axis is our kills over expected. And as you can see, the Messenger Dead, No Time, Graviton, Immortal are currently slightly above the kills over expected. And the X-axis... Percentage of win rate? Is it the win rate? or? Oh, that's, that's what I'm trying to see if they actually say. Uh, so they don't tell us. So, so the Y-axis is, is the, the kills over expected. So sweet business, sweet business, Sondoxy, Galliard, the Nancy Marker, are are all getting you know forty fifty percent more kills than they thought they would. Which yeah, I mean yeah, I mean the sweet business you wouldn't expect much. So yeah, oh, so that makes sense. Sweet business is doing and the Sondoxy, which is another auto rifle, which has I think target lock and can roll some things. Yeah, it's getting over than over the number of kills than expected. So again, I wish we had the the other the X axis. So y-axis, the vertical one, is our kills kills over expected, and the x-axis is something. Polywogs. I like yeah. polywogs. Yeah, like so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so those are those are overperforming. Underperforming is the Herod C, another auto rifle, Exalted Truth, Perpetualis, Gnawing Hunger, Icalos SMG, because they smack that into the ground. Now the Monarch is sitting down there with a peace of mind and disparity, sort of in that like it's getting about like you know n- you know ten to twenty percent fewer kills than expected. And granted, those are all things that have been touched or are not in a great place in the meta right now. Apparently, the thorn is sitting like right at like like <laughs> getting the number of kills as expected. It's perfect. Thorn, yeah. <laughs> Rufus's fury, Rose are like practically right on that line. It's getting you know plenty of kills as expected. Way way more fewer of the other axis, which they don't tell us what it is. Right. You know. So, yeah, sweet business overperforming what they thought. Herod Seed, Exalted Truth, underperforming what they thought, but not in any way that they care about. So it's like, yeah, so that, so that's the we're seeing we're seeing it, it over or underperforming, but then this other axis has to be, you know, something else that they care about. Maybe, maybe that's the win rate, or your, or maybe that's kills per minute. You know, I I don't know because they literally don't tell us, but yeah. So you know what they do tell us though? It's a nice chart, but it, it almost gets us there. What do they tell us, Respawn? What they do tell us is that Iron Banana is coming next week. They tell us that. I tell you that in this week in Destiny. Ah. Hello and welcome to the eighth week of season twenty-one, season of the deep, starting on July eleventh, twenty twenty-three. So for week 8, let's get things off with our legacy rotation, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a weak curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Strand and has the Broken Courier mission for the next week. The Blindwell features Scorn enemies and the Plagues, Sycorus and Veracus. The Ascendant challenge this week will be the Forfeit Shrine, which can be located over in the Gardens of Asilia on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the moon, the weekly story mission is Beyond. The Trove Garden is located in Archer's Line. The Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Hawkis in the Anchor of Light. And the Nightmare Hunts this week will be... Scolas, Pride, Fanatic, 
insanity, and omnigal anguish. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Kredis the Dark Priestess will be the Empire Hunt, Eventide Ruins will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Survival. For the 30th anniversary expansion, we have the loot rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on week 4's rotation, with the Scatterhorn armor set and the Pathfinder armor set being available. The weapons available this week will be the Stasis Precision Frame Shotgun, Fractathis, the Solar High Impact Frame Auto Rifle, Chrysia and Milo, the Stasis Precision Frame Hand Cannon, Vulpicula, the Arc Precision Frame Bow, Wolf Tone Draw, the Solar High Impact Frame Fusion Rifle, Iotona Draconis, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Canis Major, the Arc Vice Rapid Fire Scout Rifle, Contingency Plan, the Kinetic High Impact Frame Pulse Rifle, Legal Action 2, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Outrageous Fortune, the Void Adaptive Frame Sword, Steel Syllabus C14, and the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm, Spoiler Alert. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen weekly story mission is The Arrival, where the modifiers are Scorched Earth and Fire Pit, as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Also this week you will have Altar of Reflections Catalyst and Altar of Reflections Insight. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Veritas Armor and a weapon pattern as its rewards. For the Lightful expansion, the weekly mission is Desperate Measures, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions, Solar Threat, Empath, Overcharged Weapons, Arc and Strand Surges, Overcharged Glaives, and Galvanized on Hero Difficulty only. The Partition mission will be Backdoor, Contest Mode Enabled, with Barrier and Overload Champions, Void Threat, Arc and Solar Shields, Shock Modifier, with Void and Strand Surges. And the Vex Incursion this week will be Zephyr Concourse. In addition, the weekly Lightfall reset also refreshes the pinnacle drop for the Node Override Avalon exotic mission on the EDZ. For the Season of the Deep, the featured fishing pond will be on the Throne World. Raids and Dungeons The Root of Nightmares raid challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Nezarek, called All Hands. Each player in your fire team must trigger one node on each side before the damage phase begins. The Kingsfall raid challenge this week is the third encounter, Golgoroth, called Gazer Maze. The gaze holder must stand in the pool of unclaimed light when swapping the gaze. The Valor Disciple Challenge this week is the first encounter acquisition, called Swift Destruction, where guardians must kill all champions within a few seconds of each other on all rounds. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Gatekeeper, called Strangers in Time. Players must defeat the Praetorians and Wyverns at the same time. The Deepstone Crypt Challenge this week is the third encounter, Tanix Part 1, called Of All Trades. Guardians must perform each role at least once, Operator, Scanner and Suppressor. And the last wish challenge this week is the third encounter, Morgoth, called Forever Fight. Players must not kill the small ogres during the encounter. Your pinnacle raid will be the Garden of Salvation over on the moon, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Embrace, called To The Top. This is where you must not kill the cyclops that spawns near the consecrated mind. The second encounter, Spy Defense, Called a link to the chain. This is where all guardians must receive the enlightened buff at the same time. The third encounter, Consecrated Mind, called Staying Alive, where you must not kill the spawning cyclopses in the first two rooms. And the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called Zero to One Hundred, where you must fully fill each conflux with thirty moats within ten seconds of initially banking the first set of moats. Also, with the Gun of Salvation being the featured raid. This does mean that you might be able to find a team to guide you through the final part of the Divine Fragment quest and raid puzzles to collect the exotic trace rifle Divinity. 
and the Pinnacle Dungeon will be the Spire of the Watcher over on the Throne World. Next up, Challenges. Super Salvager. Defeat 50 combatants with super abilities in salvage activities. Or Challenge XP+. Plus. Treasure from the Deep. Complete a deep dive activity with the highest tier reward bonus. For Challenge XP++. Commendable Diver. Give or receive 6 commendations in matchmade deep dive activities. For Challenge XP+. Pinnacle. Reach power level 1810 by earning Pinnacle rewards. For Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Trial by Firing Squad. Win 20 rounds in Trials of Osiris. For Challenge XP++, Bright Dust and a Trials of Osiris weapon. Broadside. Defeat 150 targets in Gambit with power weapons. Bonus progress is granted for final blows with linear future rifles and for defeating guardians. Or Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. And Implements of War. Defeat targets with auto rifles, hand cannons, scout rifles, glaives, and linear fusion rifles. Bonus progress is granted for defeating guardians. For Challenge XP Plus 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 and Bright Dust. Hello! Hello! As a reminder, your daily loss sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of threats, shields, champions and exotic armour you will find inside. But if you're new to the game or using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the loss sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master, which you can either do solo or with a fire team, but you will only be able to earn a chance at the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday July 11th will be Extraction on the Throne World for Exotic Helmets, Arc Threat, Arkham Strand Surges, Arkham Void Shields, Raider Shield Modifier, Overcharged Glaives, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Wednesday July 12th will be Aphelion's Rest on the Dreaming City for Exotic Boots, Solar Threat, Arkham Strand Surges, Void Shields, Epitaph Modifier, Overcharged Shotgun, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Thursday July 13th will be Chamber of Starlight on the Dreaming City for Exotic Gauntlets, Solar Threat, Arkham Strand Surges, Solar and Void Shields, Epitaph Modifier, Overcharged Swords, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Friday July 14th will be Bay of Drowned Wishes on the Dreaming City for Exotic Chess, Arc Threat, Void and Arc Surges, Void Shields, Stalker Shield Modifier, Overcharged Snipers, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Saturday July 15th will be Vel's Labyrinth on the Cosmodrome for Exotic Helmets, Arc Threat, Void and Arc Surges, Arc and Solar Shields, Fire Pit Modifier, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Sunday July 16th will be Exodus Garden 2A on the Cosmodrome for Exotic Boots, Void Threat, Arc and Void Surges, Void Shields, Scorched Earth Modifier, with Barrier and Overload Champions. And finally back round to Monday July 17th will be the K1 Revelations on the Moon for Exotic Gauntlets, Void Threat, Arc and Strand Surges, Arc Shields, Fire Pit Modifier, Overcharged Machine Guns, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Lead the way. Our 8th featured Nightfall will see us face off against Sadia in the Corrupted over on the Dreaming City, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 200k or more. This Nightfall is free to play. You will be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, Exotic Gear, Enhancement Cores, Enhancement Prisms, Ascendant Shards and Adept Nightfall Ciphers. The higher the Nightfall difficulty the more common the drop will be with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty to being common with Ascendant Shards in Grand Masters. Legend and Lower Nightfalls will have 3 Overload and 6 Unstoppable, with 22 Solar, 30 Void and 15 Arc Shields. Masters and GMs will have 8 Overload and 10 Unstoppable, with 20 Solar, 
28 Void and 14 Arc Shields. Your Nightfall modifiers are Hero Difficulty, Maximum Effective Level 1765, Matchmaking is available, Enemies have Extra Shields, Champions Foe, you will face Overload and Unstoppable Champions, you can either use Intrinsic Exotics, use a Subclass Debuff or unlock Anti-Champion mods from the Seasonal Artifact. Overcharge Weapons, Weapons overcharged from the Seasonal Artifact are active in this activity. Kinetic Weapons do increase damage when your Subclass Element matches an active Surge. Arc Threat 25% increase to incoming arc damage. Denial. Taken Vandals summon their shields more often. Arc Surge. 25% bonus to outgoing arc damage. Void Surge. 25% bonus to outgoing void damage. Overcharge Weapons. 25% bonus damage with rocket launchers. Galvanized. Combatants have more health and are more difficult to stun. Legend Difficulty. Maximum effective level 1815. Includes all previous modifiers except Galvanized. No matchmaking. Equipment locked, you will be unable to change your equipment after this activity starts. Master difficulty, maximum effective level 1820, includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. Champions mob, this difficulty adds more champion enemies. Chafe, radarized disabled. Grand master difficulty, maximum effective level 1815, includes all previous modifiers except galvanized and denial. Joining progress disabled. Extinguish, if your fighting falls in a restricted zone your team is returned to orbit. Limited revives, gain additional revives by defeating champions, up to a maximum of 20. Contest mode, which caps your power level to make enemies more of a challenge. And epitaph, taking combatants generate blight geysers when defeated. To combat champions this season you have access to subclass counters as well as a choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods, which are Overload Scout Rifle and Overload Trace Rifle, Unstoppable Hand Cannon and Unstoppable Glaive. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For Overload, the Void Energy Bowler Monarch, the Arc Energy Linear Trace Rifle Divinity, the Arc Heavy Machine Gun Thunderlord, and the Warlock Exotic Boots, the Seacant Filaments, which when you drop an Empowering Rift, any weapon that is fired from inside the world can cause an Overload Champion to be stunned. For Unstoppable, we have the Kinetic Fusion Rifle Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon Malfeasance, the Solar Energy Sidearm Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlet's Atheris' Embrace, which have a chance to stun unstoppable champions with their empowered weighted knife. The Nightfall featured weapon to attain this week will be the Kinetic Scout Rifle, the Hung Jury SR4. The Hung Jury is a precision frame scout rifle with a base impact of 62, the range of 49 and stability of 55. It can roll with Firefly, Frenzy and Kinetic Tremors, with Surplus, Rapid Hit and Subsistence. It has the origin trait of Stunning Recovery, where if you stun a champion you partially refill the magazine, trigger health regen and improve your recovery for a short duration. Vanguard Vindication, where final blows with the weapons grant a small amount of health. And Omelon Fluid Dynamics, where the weapon has increased reload speed and stability for the top half of the magazine. Lord Jack brings Mayhem to the Crucible for the 8th week of the season. Mayhem is where two teams of 6 players go head to head in a clash type mode. Abilities and supers charge at an extremely faster rate than usual. Respawns are instant, and power ammo spawns are also much faster than usual. With a time limit of 10 minutes, the first team to get 125 eliminations is the winner. And Supremacy will be returning this week in the Relentless Crucible playlist. Supremacy is a 6v6 PvP game mode which is a variation of Clash. Every Guardian that falls will leave a class-based crest behind, and collecting those is the key to winning each match no matter if they were dropped by a defeated enemy or by a fallen comrade. 
Securing opposing Guardian's Crest will net the team one point, and collecting a fallen teammates will deny your opponents that point. Focus on recovering the crest to earn points and defeat the opposing team. Delightful! And Valus Forge returns to the tower for the final time this season, bringing with him Iron Banner Fortress. This is a week-long free-to-play Crucible event, which means there will be no trials of Osiris at the weekend. Power level is disabled, meaning you can go to Iron Banner with whatever weapons and armor you would like. Iron Banner also brings with it challenges and a seal to become an Iron Lord. Each day for 4 days for each character from Tuesday Reset, Lord Saladin will give you the opportunity to receive a pinnacle reward. By hovering over the Iron Banner node on the director it will tell you how many games you need to play and with what subclass you need to equip to complete it. You can either play each day and collect each pinnacle, or you can wait until Friday Reset to play all the games you need and receive all 4 pinnacles in one go. From 3 for your first pinnacle, up to 18 games in total for all 4 pinnacles. As a reminder, pinnacle rewards will give you plus 5 to your power level if you are below the power cap of 1800. But if you are 1800 and trying to reach the pinnacle gap of 1810, then the pinnacle will give you plus 2 in light. Players can rank up with Lord Saladin to receive rewards from his reward track. And equipping any Iron Banner armor, ornament or weapon plus Iron Banner emblem will progress your progress faster in ranking up. This is multiplied if you complete the daily pinnacle challenges as well. For the Iron Banner gear boost requirements, all 5 pieces must be equipped as gear or ornaments for it to take effect. In Iron Banner Fortress, two teams of six are pitted against each other with the objective to control three stationary objective points scattered around the arena, just like in a regular control match. However, these work a little differently. In Fortress, you earn points for each zone you hold onto at regular time intervals. If you have one zone, you get two points. Two zones, you get four. All three, a power play, you get six points. Killing enemies does not count towards your points. Keeping objectives does. So if you want to win the match, take and hold those zones. Conversely, it also doesn't matter how often you're getting killed if the enemy team isn't grabbing the zone from you. When a team reaches 40 points, a high value zone will spawn a countdown timer at a marked location somewhere on the map, and the other three zones will disappear. This is where Empress Keitel of the Cabal decides to intervene. When this happens, you should drop whatever you're doing and run towards the capture point. But be careful, as a giant Cabal drop pod will hit the ground, opening to reveal yellow bar turrets called Esteemed Scorpius. You'll need to defeat these turrets to open the high value zone, which grants more points when your team controls it, which can really turn the tide of battle. After 45 seconds the high value zone will despawn, and the three normal objectives will return. You will have two opportunities per match to capture the Cabal zone, one at 40 points and the other at 80. The game will continue until the score reaches its max, or you reach the 10 minute time limit. With this being the final Iron Banner of the season this does mean that you have one more chance to become an Iron Lord which there are 7 triumphs to complete. These are Jolder's Victory Win matches in the Iron Banner place across all events and seasons Gnora's Seal Acquire Iron Banner armor Each armor piece must be unique to count towards the total Ormond's Taste Acquire Iron Banner weapons Each weapon must be unique to count towards the total Orwing Spirit Earn points by completing objectives in the Iron Banner playlist modes Frostmire's Will Complete Iron Banner challenges Grimmel's Dedication, reset Iron Banner rank twice. Jorum's Howl, complete Iron Banner matches whilst wearing at least one piece of Iron Banner armor, and additional progress for each piece of Iron Banner armor equipped. And to gild the title this season you have 5 triumphs to complete, which are Glorious Howl, win Iron Banner matches, and additional progress for each piece of Iron Banner gear equipped. Again with Feeling, reset Iron Banner rank. On Point, 
earn points by completing objectives in the Iron Banner playlist modes whilst using Strand, Solar or Void subclass. One and done. Complete all four Iron Banner challenges in a single Iron Banner celebration. And down dear friend, defeat 200 Guardians in Iron Banner. And bonus progress for using Iron Banner weapons from the current season. That is amazing. And that's it for the eighth week of Season of the Deep. Guardian down. So, so Night Demon, I'm assuming that your kids are all off next week so you won't be able to touch the Xbox a single time and you'll miss a third <laughs> Iron Banner in a row. That's what I'm assuming is going to happen. No, make your given kids how the season put is them gone. on the Xbox. Put them on the Xbox. Well, I, I have one child that has finished uh, her college this week and then the rest of them are still at school next week. So I think they've got another week and a half at school. So yay me. Nice. So there's hope. You're <laughs> Well, I think I'm only I'm only one rank away from getting the new shader, which isn't an amazing shader, but I, I want the shader. I've got the emblem from the last time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That that emblem is incredible. Those those wolves staring at you through the fires. That is, Bungie, well done. Mm-hmm. Respawn approved. Is it? And, uh, and and they do tell us we are getting fortress. Mm-hmm. So watch out for drop pots. I'll just remind you: watch out for drop pots. That's all I'm going to say. The only confusing thing for this week is when I was looking through all the challenges for doing This Week in Destiny, is that one of the challenges this week is Trial by Firing Squad. And normally we have a Trial by Firing Squad challenge <laughs> oh, to do. On a week where there's trials. Trials is up. <laughs> so it really confused me because I, I was looking back on so many of uh, the, the twabs to go, now, I, I swear I did see Bungie officially say this week, this week, and this week are going to be the Iron Banner weeks for season 21. And mm-hmm. I, I swear it was July 11th was going to be the last one. And they said it was going to be Fortress. And I was like, I can't find it anywhere. And then I scrolled back through my photos. It was a tweet that they put out uh, from Destiny the Game. Mm. Oh, thank God for that. Because I'm telling people that there's a <laughs> challenge for Trial by Firing Squad on a week that there's no trials. So. I'm mm-hmm. going to get shouted at that. Why am I telling people there's a challenge? It's not me. It's Bungie. Bungie yeah. have done this, not me. But normally, we're just, yeah. They, we're just telling you the challenge is there. Not that you have to do it right now. Well, you, you'll have three weeks after the Iron Banner week to do the win the 20 rounds. But it, it just does seem strange because this season, they didn't move any of the Iron Banners around like they did last season where they had issues. But yeah, it's, it's a very strange week to put a trials thing. Yeah. Listen, there's, you know, like Bungie said, there's a lot of teams that have to work together and come together and they don't always sync up the, here's, here's the week where the challenge goes live and here's a week you can do it. It's, it's just a weekly challenge. It's not this weekly challenge. It's oh. a week in destiny, not this week in destiny. Come on. And now one fish, two fish, exotic fish, pinfish. So sometimes you just need to, need, need to get to a good spot, don your best guardian fashion, just chill the stress away. With a nice bout of fishing. For all those fishes and fishers that are dedicated to the art of casting the perfect line, you may want to peep the new exotic angler pin set, a bungee reward offer from the bungee store. And um, yeah, so if you've earned the exotic angler triumph, you can get this lovely pin, pin set of the, the empty hook and then your four exotic fishes. And uh, At some point in time next it, year. It's it's going to be a struggle, Bungie. Uh, this is this is one of those like like I I don't buy a lot of merch. Like you know I don't have a lot of trinkets. I don't have a lot of things from this game that I've been obsessively playing for you know nine years. 
But every now and again, just something perfectly ridiculous and absurd comes up. And this might be that thing. So I, I haven't looked to see how much the pin set is. I assume it'll be like 30 or 40 bucks or something. 40 even. Yep. Good guess. 40. Okay. Now, yeah, I was just going to say, if it's under 50, that's, that, that's at least in the range of, I would consider it. Above 50, it's like, that's a hard no. But 40, 40 that's, that, that's just silly and ridiculous enough that I may enjoy that. Even the hoodie's only 55. I'm surprised because that's usually high end. Yeah. Yeah. Go to uh, the deep hoodie. How long do you have to wait to get that? year probably <laughs> yeah the the pin set probably significantly quicker the hoodie uh by the time the final sh- the final shape is actually going to be the hoodie <laughs> <laughs> or is that the raid jacket i've, I've lost track so uh since you're i know you're not running out to get your pish your your pish fin set yes your fish pin set <laughs> have you voted on your wither horde for the week and respawn which Wither Horde is the proper Wither Horde to vote for now that we've all voted? Um, I didn't get an email. Oh, well, we'll respawn. Just like any no raid jackets also has no say in the next sweet Wither Horde look. No. Well, you could you could have voted for the the lovely like bright green and blue, you know, the sort of like fish scaly one. Mm. You could have voted for the middle one, which it wasn't all that impressive, although it does seem to have like a gambit token sort of like, you know, laced around it and hanging off the end of it. Which, uh, you know, a, a nice nod to Gambit, but but not strong enough. Or the third one, which just looks like one of the Dreaming City weapons, which, eh, the Dreaming City barely exists, so I don't think we should honor it in any way, shape, or form. I think probably um, one of the first two, yeah. Yeah. The the, the the very silly, like, you know, green green and blue one is one I went for, because, again, it, it's very silly, and uh, very awesome I, love, I love my Wither Horde. Mm-hmm. Right, Demon? Have you, did you get the email, and did you vote? I, I haven't got the, well, you know I... I my oh, email, right, right. yeah, my my junk mail of Destiny goes straight to the junk. But yeah, uh, yeah I haven't actually seen the full pictures of it until I was just looking online now. So the 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 one that is the one that has got the blue tip on the end that looks very jadish looks quite mm-hmm. nice. But then is the the one in the middle with the red strings around it? Is that not the gambit one? It's the, it's definitely the gambit one because it because it has a little gambit like uh, you know token hanging off the end of it. Okay, but only just barely. Like, and then like the, there, there's no green anywhere in this except it. Yet it's the gambit one. So they've also forgotten the gambit is green. It, it's just a shame that they didn't put all the pictures in the tarb properly, rather than kind of split it up. Because seeing right. them as a full thing, the the one on the end, I think respawn would vote for because it looks like an Ahamkara like with a hood with the bones on it on the side. Mm-hmm. And the, so, well, it looks more aquatic because the top part looks like a blue wave. And then you have the fish scales, and then the bottom could be like algae. I'm no, getting no, no. an oceanic vibe from it. No, the, the, the bone one. Have you not seen the bone picture? No. Yeah, you'll have to look online because it's. Okay, uh, I'll look it up right now. It shows you all three pictures. I do like the blue and green one, but yeah, if I got to vote, that would be the one I vote for. But I don't get to vote, so sad face for me. So you're at the mercy of the community. Yes, I am. Well, let's face it, we're all at the mercy of the community. Indeed. Yeah, so I guess, you know, sometime during the final shape is when they'll, you know, release this, because obviously we have to vote, then they have to build it, and then they have to, you know, put it in the game. So yeah, one day, you know, many months from now, we'll go, oh, hey, remember that thing we voted on in the Wither Horde many, many months ago? Yeah, it's yeah. out now, and now we can have it. Cool. The Witness wants me, and Fish fear me. It's time for a player support report. They must have lots of fun writing these. 
<laughs> so there's there's a cross save reminder. You you people who are who are cross saving, you know, among other things. Ooh. If you deactivate your cross save, it will result in a 90 minute unskippable cutscene. That you wait, wait, no, no, hold on, that's not right. What? Deactivating cross save will result in a 90 day unskippable deactivation cooldown period before you're allowed to re- re-enable. I'm gonna say that's really worse, dude. What? I want the cutscene instead. Wow. Yeah, so you have to wait 90 days, and there's no way around it if you disable cross-save to re-enable cross-save. So please, please, double-check that you're on the correct platform and those accounts are linked, and the correct characters are selected as your active cross-save prior to enabling the feature. So if you're new to this or, you know, recently got your sweet new gaming PC for your birthday and you're like, hey, now I can play on multiple platforms. Let's go. What you want to do is wherever you started playing Destiny or wherever you have all your loot, basically pick the one true Destiny character. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're like us, you started on Xbox. Xbox is where the one true Destiny character lives. So you want to cross save from that to other things. So that is the, hey, I want to choose my Xbox as my one true Destiny character. That's where all the cool stuff is. And I want to cross-save. So then when I get onto my sweet new gaming PC, or I just bought my new PS5 because I want a you know, fancy new game code from, uh, from Bungie Day, I want to make sure I start wherever I'm playing the game to begin with, start there and cross-save to the other places. Because if you have your fancy new PC and you're like, I'm going to cross save from my PC to my Xbox. And then I go on my Xbox and, and everything's gone. Or it's that like, you know, character I created for five minutes. Yeah. That's you're going to be sad. So make sure you pick the right one. Cause if you don't, you got three months before you can do it again. So, so choose wisely. Don't multitask. Don't dream with your kids while you're doing it. Sit down and focus when you're enabling your cross save. And if you're looking for more information and and just want to know what is cross-save, how does cross-save work, there's a guide they link in the show notes, or, you know, the will link in the TWAB, which is in in our show notes, about all that information. And there's there's a known issue or two. Um, First off, defeating your unstoppable champions too quickly during the intro to the Scion Battleground Moon Nightfall can result in missing revive tokens as well. As players as earning a lower, a lower score, yep. than expected reward tier, so don't don't unstop the champions too quickly. And your ultra reflection memories, um, they may not appear centered when viewed. So if you're reflecting the altar, they, they may be off off center. Um, and that's it. Everything else in the game would, is fine. Would you say that they're altering the reflection? Eh? Eh? I could eh? I could say that. I, could, I didn't, <laughs> but, but I could have. And those are your only two issues in the game, guys. Everything else is great. Isn't that great news? Everything else is fine. There's yes. nothing else to worry about. Well, there's 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 a known issues page. We'll link in the show notes with you know the rest of the known issues. But these are the two that you know people are still, or you know the bungee says, hey, this is the one we're, what we're going to tell you about. Um, the finisher bug, it's it's still there. Uh, your, uh. your dexterity mods uh, still not granting weapon ready and slow speeds, and they did, um, you know. It, you know, we don't really have the, the roundup report because Twitter is slowly def- self-destructing itself. But I did see that they dis- did disable the utility Kickstart armor mods because they were granting, I think, unlimited super. So those have been turned off as of, uh, looks like, that, yeah, um, it, late last night. It gives uh, you unlimited super as long as you have a dodge. 
and it doesn't work with the Radiant Dance machines. So I don't know why they're messing with it. I, I saw someone say it works on all three characters. You just had to like switch, use your class ability and like switch your class oh. item or something a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, I can tell you it was Mr. Cheese forever, and I will link the video in the show notes if you are interested, because I did watch that one. Oh, well, there we go. And Bungie is also looking into active reports of uh, photosensitivity concerns for several in-game environments that impact PC players. So if you do have photosensitive issues and you're on PC, uh, they don't give any more information on that, but they do link to the photosensitivity tips to help with potential risks in the you know, twitter.com slash Bungie help. They link it there. So they're aware of that and looking into it, but don't have anything, anything more to say, and uh, neither do I. Oh. But that's... That's that's what's broken. That's what they fixed, and uh, now it's time to get forklift certified. <laughs> wow! Look at the look at the art for. Uh, oh god! What the hell is her name? The Harbinger. Three eyed girl. Beth? No. Okay. No. Yep. Three three eyed girl. Eris. Eris Morn. Yeah. We've got our art of the week. We've got our our movies of the week. Um, you know, if you'd like to win either one of those things, uh, hit up hit up at Bungie Two Team on Twitter and uh, tag them Destiny Two Art of the Week or Destiny Two Movie of the Week. And um, yeah, hippie, that's about all Hippie has for us in this weekly Bungie update, as well as, as a nice kitty cat. It's meow. important to find all the hidden animals in the in the post each week. Meow. That's just half the fun. Yeah. So and nice yeah. Yeah. Do yes. you have? Did anything happen on, on YouTube this week that's worth talking about, watching? Yeah, of course there is. Tips, tricks, guides, builds, yes. uh, fully yeah. automatic weapons. Yeah, all of those things. Any of those things. Most of those things. Well, our friend, Sweaty Spooks, over at Sweaty Spooks Games, with the Z, uh, has a PvP basics for beginners guide. So it's very Ooh. basic. It's, it's good for beginners. And Here. there you go. It's nine minutes long. Go watch that yeah. one. There you go, Respawn. Never, no, never did I see a man say, get good, scrub. Take nine minutes to say it. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he says it in a couple different accents. Maybe he does. Um, I also have, my name is Bice, uh, Zivu's plan for us, which is based around the wicked, whatever it is, implement. Is it the, 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 the exotic, basically, that we got the other day? Mm-hmm. Is there a plan of pizza party? Yeah. It's a pizza party, right? It is. Excellent. Zivu's plan is a pizza party for all of us. So also awesome. with that, we have the guide from As to Cross going over. There's a full guide. Well, full-ish guide. There was a few things that we pointed out that you kind of might need to kind of look at as you're going through. You Also, remember, you don't also need all the fish as well. As long as you've got somebody that's got all the fish, you're golden. Uh, we have the Words and Actions Triumph Guide, which is the hidden locations of the uh, crystals after you've defeated the boss that you could go and get some more extra lore. So there's one for you there, Arf. Uh, we have the True Vanguard video telling you about the wicked, wicked implement in PvP. Don't let them lie to you. So if you want to see if it's good in PvP, True Vanguard tells you if it is or if it isn't in a mm, nine-minute video. Seems to be nine minutes seems to be the, the, the hot one here. Uh, we also have... I can tell the, you it's not good against supers. <laughs> we have all the players giving you the unkillable Warlock build, and it destroys in Grandmasters, Dungeons, and more. Looks very good. I think it's Vesper of Radius. So when you pop a Rift, it kind of gives you that arc kind of blast out from it. 
Um, it's got a really good build, goes over the perks and the mods that you kind of want to build into that. So go and check that one out. Uh, as I said, the Cheese Forever video going over the super instant glitches uh, for this week. If you are interested in what wanting to know which hand cannon to craft, if you're like, I've got all these red-bordered weapons or I've got all these crafting things and I don't know which ones to kind of craft, which are the best ones, Truds has a crafting meta guide for you for hand cannons for season 22. So he's pre-planned and gone ahead and thought, what's going to be best for season 22? So there you go. There's those ones. And then don't forget the rest of our show notes because we do have some really cool links in there. We have the D2 Foundry, which is the new update for the D2 Gunsmith. You know, it's another website that goes over all the weapons. So it will tell you anything you need to know about the weapons and you can kind of build your own stats to see how, you know, what perks you want on those weapons. We have the Lowly Devs. Don't forget the Lowly Devs do maps for your characters. So if you click on Lowly Devs in our show notes, log in with your Bungie account. It will then, you can go to each map on each location. As an example, at the moment, I've brought up the uh, the moon it will tell you where they're like like randomly barrier hobgoblin just in the patrol area it will tell you about you know what the nightmare hunts are it'll tell you jade rabbit number nine so it's an undiscovered uh, thing in the shrine of oryx that i haven't picked up so it tells you what you are kind of missing from different areas and and you know uh, the, there's patrols on there and where all the different locations of toland are so if you're interested in that lowly devs doesn't that also tell you if you're hunting, if you're saying like, Hey, I'm trying to find all the gold chests. It'll tell you which ones you've actually gotten and which yeah. ones you actually need to get on the map. So when you pull up your video of here's the nine locations of this thing, you go, no, no, I just need this one. And yeah. this is the one I need. It, it tells you per character as well. So you can scroll through, you know, which characters have collected X amount of things. So it's very good, very handy for you. Uh, there's court products, damage buffs and debuffs stacking guide. So if you want to have a look at what, to use in like this new exotic mission and what stacks and what doesn't stack quartz projects has a guide for you for that destiny massive breakdowns don't forget they have their weapon spreadsheet which we've got in our show notes if you want 27 free emblems the game post has got you covered for that um froggy 61815 has a guide on how to pass a checkpoint so this is uh, like if we don't have downtime at a weekly reset then you can pass checkpoints for like raids and dungeons and things like that. You can also pass checkpoints on during the week. Froggy's got you covered with guides for that. Uh, we have oh, the pass checkpoints as in hand them off to other people, people and your other characters. Ah, uh, because when you said Froggy and you said pass a checkpoint, I was thinking, how do you get out of the map somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> ah, excellent. Yeah. So th- th- there's so many links in there to, to tell you there's, what you kind of need to look there's at. A lot of links. There's a lot of especially for new players maybe one week we'll go through each one individually and break no. it down well with maybe without respawn we'll, we'll do that on a on a week no if, because that really will be one of those 12 hour streams no don't do that <laughs> if so we get feedback if, asking us to go through it then we will so if you would like to make sure that doesn't happen you can go to patreon.com slash tth <laughs> and say listen i would really like to make sure you guys never go through all of those links because we will all go slowly insane as you know, Zepp Orbit, he's already done that. He can't. He cannot be threatened with a good time. He's like, listen, guys, don't go through all those links. Our Otter Dance Troop of the T-Rex King, Dedicated Way M64, the Scarlet Came, and BHS Nightcrawler, they're like, listen, we enjoy your show. We don't need to listen to you listen. You know, read us 12 hours of links. It, it just, no, we don't need to do that. Because otherwise, 
You know who should have thrown more grenades at us? Carver 2782, We Noble, Golden God 1562, Basically Assault, Zombie Pops, Renard Calanta, Melomally. They're going to throw so many grenades. Our real-life experience will skip. We will lose frames, and that'll just be the end. I'll be the end. You're pretty good at it, too, man. Like, we're talking talking a thresh level of accuracy with those nades, man. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's quantity. Sometimes it's quality. There are so many grenades, you will never see the sun. And also, Deacon, we know she is the leader of all things in Destiny. And she has granted her approval. To PP Pipe, Dimwee, The Drifters, Driftwood, Hate Coin, Space Co- I'm sorry, Hate Quest, Space Coin, Damn House, and Operator Conjun. Sorry, Hate Quest and Space Coin. I was trying to make a make a space space quest and a hate coin, which are probably two different people, but those aren't our people. I'm sure space they're, quest and they're not ones coin? we care about. Mm-hmm. Again, in the multiverse, that's who they are. Sorry, I had a multiverse glitch there for a second. So yeah, you can go over there if you're one of them say, hey guys, we don't want you to read all of these links out. But we put them in the show notes each and every week so you too, fine listener, can find these links. Or you can just go to twotitansandahunter.com and see all those links and go, I know they talked about that thing. Which, <laughs> which one was it? It's there. I promise you it's there. Yeah. I had to download the gaming opera browser just to handle all these links because uh, I, I was originally using um, Chrome. Right, and the Chrome just ran out of space. I couldn't have any more bookmarks, so I had to actually go download Opera for gamers, uh, the Opera GX, right? And that alone has all these links, and even then, it just barely has enough. There's a gaming browser from Opera. Opera GX, dude. Yeah, it's what it's what y'all been seeing on stream for months, probably more than a year. I know this is way off, off topic, but what exactly makes a browser a gaming browser? So actually, there's a few things. Number one, when you open it up, your homepage is all games on all platforms that are free, uh, upcoming, uh, just released, stuff like that, right? So you get a list of games that are about to come out, that are already out, that are free, what platform they're on, etc. right? You can also... Uh, customize the browsers look not just light and dark but purple green yellow fuchsia uh highlighter yellow freaking whatever you want colors you can make your browser um it also gives you options on the side of the browser to limit what your browser can do so you can tell it uh okay, only use one gig of ram maximum only use 0.5 uh, gigs of processor speed max Right. Yeah, so. th- there's the gaming part. Yeah, you can limit its resources so it's not eating up your CPU, your RAM, or your network. Okay, I- I'm sorry. Going, why would this be? Yeah. Okay. So that's that. That's the big thing. It'll say, yeah, don't don't use all my memory to load all these tabs. You're right. Although you will. You will if you load all these tabs. Use all of your memory, gaming browser or not. Is it time to go? Uh, it's been time to go. Yeah. I do believe it's time to go. I think that's where I say thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody and night demon. Your hunter is no one responds in real life. You can email the show at two times and a hunter at hotmail.com. And we're we're everywhere. You want to be much to the chagrin of all of our other Al Sector Alliance buddies. Uh, you just go to a, a search bar and type in two times and a hunter, and we're there. They're lovely, beautiful neon dragons staring back at you from YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, the entire internet. It's all dragons all the way down. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts, everywhere. On YouTube each week, you really should go to YouTube and go to youtube.com slash two times and a hunter. And you should get your weekly updates, your episodes, your live streams, all the videos Nightman makes every week about you know what's happening, what's coming. 
It's all there waiting for you to watch and enjoy and go, oh, that's when this thing is. Oh, that's the thing I can get this week. That's why I should turn on this game and that's why I should go play. If you want to make sure we either do or do not read you 19 hours of, I don't know, patch notes or links, you can, you can join the Otter Dance Troop, threaten us with a good time, throw more grenades, or uh, seek the approval of the one true deacon in your life by going to patreon.com slash ttah. If you just want a more casual encounter, ko-fi.com, uh, ko-fi.com slash two titans and a hunter. And if you want the thrill of live action, spicy language, and Nissan commercials, twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. If That's you want to keep it family friendly, like a proper British gentleman, and Nissan commercials, go to twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter. And, uh, you know, go there, hit the buttons, hit the bells. You'll see when they stream, you'll be able to enjoy all the good fun content. And we thank you, lovely patrons. We thank you, lovely listeners. And I thank you, my lovely co-hosts. It has been another episode of two times and a hunter. Give the good people your parting thoughts until next week. Well, my parting thought for this uh, episode is that eight years ago, nine months and 29 days, Destiny was released on Tuesday, September 9th, 2014, which has been 105 months, 461 weeks, 3,224 days, and 77,000 hours, 367. There you go. Yep. And my part is most of that. My party knowledge is do not put a scratch and sniff at the bottom of a pool. It will not work out the way you think it does. Important. Yeah. Lessons have been learned. Mm-hmm. And until next time, let of that deuces, or however you say get out of here in your own personal language. Allons-y. Bye. But yeah, you see, you see the green right there. That's yeah. the uncommon. And that's one. the junk. That's white. See, I've never had a white one. Really? Really? Yeah. See, I have so to watch that's that again yeah. before I can see your stream. So <laughs> just leave it up on another screen because you know at some point he's going to go. I know. Look, look at my screen. You, you, you would think. You would think. Well, no, I just wanted you to see the white learned, fish. Like it exists. Oh. It's, I, I'm not making mm. it up. All right. No, that's, that's a, a blue fish. But yeah, it's white. Uh, no, but it's a blue fish no. on your. It's just come up as a blue fish. Oh, so that's not junk. No, no. Oh, so blue is higher than green. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Just it, it. Here's a hint. It's the exact same progression as the weapons. Or the, the green armor. weapon is less good than a blue weapon, which is less good than a purple weapon, which is less good than an exotic. Same Look, progression. Let's be honest. Same color Who scheme. Who anything lower than legendary in? Years, right? Well, I don't know what order the, 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 the peons come in. I know white is the worst and exotic is the best. Everything in the middle is just kind of meh. All right, there's a white fish again. So it's blue, you said? Oh, it is blue. No, that's, that's Why not is it white. white? Huh. I'm not sure in what world you're thinking that fish is white, but in, in no world is that fish white. You know what? Shut up. How about that? That's a green fish? <laughs> no, yes, it does have a white glow. I will give you that. But no, that's, yeah. that's a green fish and a blue fish because when you pick it up, they have green and blue backgrounds. Yeah, I see that now. I see. That. I wasn't paying attention to the backgrounds. I was just looking at the color of the fish. The color of the fish.
Underwater, the fish don't stink.